Ladies and gentlemen, let's see if we're live. We had a bumpy start there. Live stream. Let me check my Twitter and see if we're live, because Kyanton is definitely not, not communicating with me. Oh, here we go. K.O. Bear is typing. Tell me how the connection is, because whenever I'm here in this part of the property, it's not as uh, solid as my barn, but it's much more beautiful. And I figured today is a great day for beauty. And let me uh, let me see what we got going on here. Uh, Enoch 87 bears typing. Oh, I have to refresh. I'm sorry. Oh, wheels up says Kyneton. Oh, Kyneton's here. Well, well, well. Okay, what are we going to talk about today? I have a good one for you. Uh, as you guys roll in, I have the garden update to show you guys how everything's growing so beautifully. Jacobat has turned on us. I saw that coming a mile away. Uh, it's finally happened. I have absolute evidence. Man, Ed Knight makes me laugh. He does this Peaky Blinders impression. I'm going to highlight that. Uh, the Saudi Arabians have bought PGA, so it seems like their little sodomy party is over. And, uh, yeah, I was. there was another topic I was going to talk about. I have a lot of mail, which is excellent news. I know I'm a little early today, but... Um, but uh, so far, so good. Okay, awesome. So as you guys file in, I know I'm a little early today, but as previously discussed in my meltdown week, I'm going to be just going live when it's more convenient for me, my family, and uh, Kyneton. And that is uh, really good for everyone's relationship. Like I get less resentful when I get to stream when, when it's more convenient for me and the P.O. box might be empty. Okay. Oh, Jacobat's here. He says, sup, man. Oh, Jacobat, I happened to see the video that you made. And what, are you going to try crawling back here? Because uh, my Reddit page has already kicked you out for being gross. Doesn't seem like any of the Bagel Boys have turned on you. No, the Bagel Boys love me. Guys, if, in case you're all hard artards, Jacobat hasn't turned. It's a setup to a joke. Hey, Jack, how are you, buddy? Okay, check out the uh, the garden update as you guys file in. Okay, time to give you guys another garden update so you can just see the process and progress of how this all works. This is a huge addition that we put in this year. So it's on a timer to water everything out here. But I've shown you the progress and now here's what's happening. I love that my wife puts in flowers like this. It's really cool. But here we have kale. The kale's doing great. Uh, the lettuce is doing great. The spinach is bolting. What that means is it's so hot right now that it goes to seed. So we can still eat it, but it's bolting. It's literally like running away from the ground. It's hilarious. I love that my wife put stuff like that in there. I love that. All right. And you can see what's going on here. Over here, we have broccoli bolting a little bit. Broccoli is a little hard when you have uh, hot weather like we do. The garlic way over here is crushing as you can see the grapevines are doing great garlic strawberries are coming in so carrots are coming in celery's coming in everything's just steadily growing and i'll show you what we got going on in the greenhouse as you can see the potatoes are crushing that's the best potato yield we've ever had and uh you can eat these flowers i don't remember what they're called but amy loves growing them I'm gonna eat some. So we have two different types of kale. That was the spinach that we harvested and now we're gonna put in 
carrots because you can eat those all year round. So we can have that in February. Those can be filled with carrots from the year and they just stay in the ground and we just pull them up. As you can see, the, uh, the peas have done incredibly well this year. They've hit pretty much their peak. I mean, I'm six foot eight, so you can imagine how big these plants are and they taste awesome. Um, Amy was telling me that it's the best we've ever done with beans. The beans are absolutely crushing and the tomatoes are soon to be popping. You guys remember how small those plants were? We were, we started these all from seed inside in the winter or not the, you know, like February, March, grew them from seed. Then you have them be little start plants. Then you put them out here. They require a lot of water. That's why we have these, uh, these uh, watering things up here, the water system. These are solar power lights. It's just really cool at night. So our, our tomato harvest is gonna be massive this year. And that's gonna be enough where we can make tomato paste, uh, tomato sauce, marinara, all that. And this is a huge addition. We used uh, an excavator to dig out all of our animal manure. And that's all like the best soil you can have from the three and a half years. Jack about just said something really funny, surprisingly. He said, what's the point of growing all these beans if you're just gonna spill them? Very good point, Jack Obat. Here, or three years we've been here, of uh, animal manure just breaking down. That's more recent, so that needs to break down more. And then that's all the goat stuff. This is the, uh, the, uh, the green breaking down. And then you combine it all. You get some, some, uh, some chicken manure is real hot. So it needs to uh, decompose for a while. Tons of, tons of different minerals in each type of animal manure. And then you also have the, uh, the compost from the plants. And so this is what we got going on here. And it's such a pleasure to just come in here and get my lunch before I do my live stream. And then go see the family and crush. And this is possible, guys. This entire setup I'm showing you here is on an eighth of an acre, a quarter of an acre, this whole thing, you know? And so it was six grand for this, which is a phenomenal deal, but it was completely unassembled. And I had to, I had to build all this with one other guy, but it took me maybe 200 hours. I had to dig all that, you know, put the cement in, do all the measurements, do all the screws, and then go up there and do all that. It was really hard to keep aligned and then we put in that heater, but we usually just use it for a uh, fan just to keep water or air flowing in the greenhouse. And the greenhouse is important in North Idaho because sometimes we can have a very, very late winter. And so this just gives us an eight, 12 week head start. But depending on where you live, you know, one of the main things to do is make sure that you have uh, some good mulch or straw to keep water in the ground. You know, the, the, as they say, the soil is like a woman. It doesn't like to be exposed or it feels like a, it feels like a whore. And then over here we have our mature, uh, mature fruit trees. And this is gonna be absolutely loaded with pears. See, those are already coming in. That's gonna be bushels and bushels of pears. And then here we have the uh, Asian pears. I love that Asian pear tree right off the little cabin. I planted this Asian pear tree this year. One of the main reasons I plant all these new trees 
is because I want to just give it as many pollinators as I can. And then I planted more cherry trees, another apple tree, plum trees over here. And then for protein, uh, we have all these uh, dairy cows. That's, uh, that's an interesting tree. You can't eat those, the fruit on that, but it brings a lot of uh, really cool birds. I really like birds. That's an epic cherry tree. This, uh, this split a while ago, but we've just kept it together. And the fruit of this tree is crushing. I put in plum tree, apple tree. These are honey crisp apples. And then from the spring, summer, fall, I haven't had to get these animals any, any hay. We just keep rotating the pastures, let it grow a little bit. You know, we have two cows in milk and then they each have a calf. And then we have a, a few alpacas uh, and some goats. And then on the other side, we have our dairy goats. And that's our setup and it's pretty self-sufficient at this point. So one of the cool things about these animals is they give you the Jersey A2A2 milk and we make butter, cheese, cream, everything. I mean, we're getting four and a half gallons a day from just those two. And I buy grain for them to eat while I milk them. But other than that, the winter, it does get a little pricey to keep them in hay. It, it can get intense. So I'm not recommending anyone just jump into cows because there is a uh, huge amount of expenses when it comes to fencing, giant water thing, all that. Uh, Nigerian goat, uh, goats are way easier. But these guys also make us soil, like tremendous amounts of soil. And that's why regenerative agriculture requires animals. And that's the dirty little secret that the vegans don't want to tell you is that's where the good soil comes from. The alpacas don't really do much for us. We have wool, but we don't really spin it. We try sometimes, but it's very time consuming for like a hat, but they're funny and we like them and they have really good manure. And then the male goats are over here. That's Chad and uh, Achilles uh, and then Fang. And then the new one we haven't really named yet. I just name him different things every day. Sometimes I just call him a little piece of shit because he's such a little asshole. But that's our setup. All right, uh, I'll see you guys later. All right, so that's, uh, I like to show you guys over a long period of time how we build and develop all this stuff so that Owen's cows are pristine, they're pristine. Yeah, Jersey cows are great. Yeah, Jackobat's a bit of a Jersey cow, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, so it's a process, you know, and I know that people get envious and angry and slanderous about my setup because they don't want to put in the work. And it's just that simple. It's just an archetype of envy. Where they're like, you, sir, you secretly, you, 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 sir. It's like, yeah, you just don't want to wake up every morning and water and milk and do all that stuff. But that's, you can, anybody can, these things aren't even that expensive at all. I threw in two videos from when the greenhouse started. Nice, Kyington. Yeah, did we record the building process of the greenhouses and the uh, the raised beds? Those raised beds are just um, metal roofing and two-by-fours and screws. That's literally it. And it's like, oh, it might be nice. That's like 80 bucks. Well, yeah, just stop doing drugs. Stop drinking. Work harder. Try to provide more value for your community so you're, um, you know, you're you're paid more. Oh, you got all that cod? Nice. And I know the uh, internet connection might not be as great today. You might have to bounce around between Rockfin, Unauthorized, Rumble, Telegram, Odyssey. We're live on so many platforms. Twitch, 
uh, D Live, VK. You know, we we uh, we, we go live uh, Twitter until we we bail on Twitter. We go live on so many platforms because we were always getting kicked off the platforms, and now I'm not only not getting kicked off. They're uh, offering me to come back. And I think one of the main reasons is because the rest of the world isn't putting up with pumpy, pumpy, disco, disco. Saudi Arabia just bought the PGA Golf League for like $600 billion. And I did, I've been doing, I did 10 tweets making fun of sodomy yesterday. And I know that's a little weird. And I understand if people are like, you're upset. But during Sodomy Pride Month and seeing the cracks in the dam, which is great. Cause it's starting to not work like it used to. So I'm just like really hammering it. No pun intended. Rockfin's working great. You're inviting you back now. Yeah, they are because they're rumble. No sound says deep state bear D live crushing. I don't need any updates. If there's any major problems, Kyington will tell me, but uh, it's up to you to just bounce around and find where you can watch me live. Worst case scenario is you have to watch me not live. But I really, really want to be outdoors when it's this nice outside. And uh, as New York City is blanketed in ash and an orange haze, this is my uh, setup right now. Fluffy white clouds of consciousness in a deep blue sky and mountains because I made all the right calls in life. Let me see here. Uh, good day, Bears. Uh, of course, do you have crushing? Gee, I wonder what BB is saying. LOL. Deep State Bear, that's not funny. You're not being funny. You're being ridiculous again. Okay? No one cares. No one cares about your snide little dumb shit, you say. Maybe you can read my lips right now, Deep State Bear. Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you go ahead and find another platform where it works? Coddington, is it working enough? Like, will you let me know if it if we go to a point where people can't uh can't watch it and if not everyone can put in a little bit more effort let me see what my internet speed is right now maybe i should uh, test it because last time it was my fault no one is uh own is replatformed if that's okay with martin from rockman well no martin from rockfin started the replatforming i i really like martin from rockfin internet speed test let's take a look at how fast we're going right now oh we're crushing my internet is uh, 30 megabytes per second. Rumble is fine. I've hopped around and there's plenty of working options. Yeah, Rumble's fine. Oh, dude, my upload speed, nine megabytes per second, okay? That's plenty. I could be streaming, what is that? Your internet connection is fast. Latency 27 MS. Your internet connection should be able to handle multiple devices streaming HD videos at the same time. Okay? So Deep State Bear is retarded. So I went on a bit of a, uh, of a, I, and people are saying that I'm going to get kicked off Twitter again for my rants. No, there's nothing in terms and conditions that say I can't uh, make fun of sodomy. In fact, I would love to see them put that in their terms and conditions. I'm not attacking gay people. You know, it's sodomy. It's, it's ass fucking. It's gross. And the more, the more they double down, <laughs> the more that all the wealth is going to be transferred to Saudi Arabia, which is fine with me because I'm going to tour in Saudi Arabia. I tweeted this yesterday. 
And uh, it said, it blows my mind that I'm still banned from comedy clubs in America, but I can tour in Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, you aren't allowed to mock their religion or royal family. No problem. In America, you can't make fun of anal sex, black criminals, a certain unnamed tribe, and you have to pretend men who castrate their penis are beautiful. What America holds sacred is so insane. I long for the freedoms of Saudi Arabia to mock obviously grotesque things that I'm not allowed to mention on Twitter, a site with hardcore pornography on it. If you comply with this and pretend it makes sense, your bloodline will be cursed. And I'm not cursing your bloodline. I'm not even asking God to curse your bloodline. I'm saying that it will just die in someone's ass. Also, sodomy applies to straights. Yeah, exactly. I'm also against uh, heterosexual sodomy, obviously. And I said, hey, Medina, how you guys doing tonight? I used to think you guys were a little weird for forcing your women to cover themselves. But now that I realize how the redacted tribe picks out the most beautiful ones and tempts them with pornography, it all makes sense. Hey, oh, tip your waiters. And then I explained where it all comes from. I'm going to do a, a stream this week, maybe, about Malthusian beliefs. I said, all of the sodomy, abortion, and self-destructive behavior uh, comes from the Malthusian belief in false scarcity. They're well-thought-out depopulation scams crafted and memed by people intentionally tricking the world into believing people are killing the world and we are almost out of resources. They've been doing the same scam forever. It's tedious and will always lead to poverty and despair. I would love to see Twitter put in their terms and conditions exactly why that's not tweetable. Okay, moving on. Because Saudis will not pump the butt. Dude, it gives them all the power in the world. Just... Prayer, no booze, no sodomy. If you follow those guidelines, you will buy the PGA. And they're and the little rainbow brigade will have nothing they can do about it. And they're they're pulling at straws so hard. So the Armenians rioted in um in uh, Glendale yesterday because they were trying to groom children into sodomy at one of these uh government funded schools. And the Armenians are not having it. And I was I was uh, looking at left-wing coverage of it, and they kept trying to say it's white supremacy, and they were like, look, there's a proud boy there. And his name was like, Guti- like Gutierrez or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys aren't allowed to point out that it's uh, Muslim and Armenian and black. Like, people are done, dude. And the only thing they can uh, hold on to is their intense programming around Mean Mr. Mustache and the Boot Boys. You know, if you want to make fun of the Armenians, make fun of the back hair. Okay, moving on. Um, I Then I tweeted this. <laughs> no man has ever said they're going to make love to your ass, nor McDonald. Because sodomy is hatred, in prison it's called making someone your bitch. Hopefully one day America will be free again to point out this obvious fact without persecution. Hopefully one day we will be free like Saudi Arabia. The sodomites pretend to be persecuted, but they are not. They're openly celebrated, and if you don't approve of their ass-hammering, you will be deplatformed and or fired. This won't last, and when the pendulum swings back, never forget what happens when you offer them tolerance. I was all about LGBT acceptance when they were underdogs, and I thought they just wanted to be left alone. They don't. And one day we will be free again, like Saudi Arabia, to speak the truth without persecution and they're out of uh out of arguments so like oh you were banned from clubs because because you couldn't sell tickets oh really 
here's me recording comedy specials in where sold out warehouses and airplane hangers. Would you like to see my arrest record? I don't have any. I've never even been accused of a crime. I'm very stable and a very kind and loving man. And I wasn't allowed to do my job for years in the public, in the, in the commercial. Okay. So provably false. We'd have to book two shows. We'd sell out a show. We'd rent a club or a theater. We'd sell out a show. Then we'd do another show and sell that out. And then they'd cancel us. And then they'd pretend that I didn't have a demand that people just didn't want to support me. And then people go, oh, you don't think sodomy happens in Saudi Arabia? I said, I'm not looking to end all sodomy. That's absurd. Wherever there's lube and meth, there will be sodomy. I just just won't tolerate open persecution of people who point out how gross it is and that it shouldn't be taught to children as normal. You know, if you're going to do sodomy, you're always going to do sodomy. Like even in the heart of Saudi Arabia, someone's doing sodomy. You know, you can make meth out of cleaning products. But the thing is, is it can't be in public. You can't proselytize it. And it's really gross. And then I said, and then I'll I'll stop with the sodomy. It's just, let me just preface. I know it sounds crazy that this is the second stream in a row where I've done like an hour making fun of sodomy. But it's the root of so many of our societal problems. And it's been like one of the number one issues that have kept me from being able to do my job, okay, publicly. And it's cracking now. And a lot of it has to do with our brothers, the Muslims in the Middle East and the Russians and the Chinese. And I am very, very grateful for them. I'm even grateful for the Armenians. I know Sam Tripoli's going to really run with that one, but I am. Uh, I don't condone violence, obviously, but anybody that's like, stop teaching the opposite of reality to little kids, you know, it's not about the actual act. And you can go back in my life. I was never into sodomy, even when I was a, uh, like, um, a hedonistic, promiscuous type guy. I always thought anything that had to do with the ass was absolutely disgusting. You know, we have to defund big anal and the sodomy industrial complex. All right. I said all the, and and guys, the cracks are, I've been waiting a long time to do this on Twitter. And the cracks are there now where they don't have the rhetoric anymore. And don't ruin this for me. I know it's crazy. I know that 10 tweets about sodomy is weird. If someone says, "Eh, you're upset, I get how it can look like that. I really do. But it's been six years now where I wasn't allowed to point out these facts. And now I can. And I'm going to enjoy every minute of it as I garden. I said, all these sodomy enthusiasts acting super entitled, extrapolate this out 20 years. Okay, Medicare is unfundable. Our manufacturing is gone. And you can't make a family from your anus, no matter how much time you spend on Grindr. I'm not being mean, it's just the truth. As you age, you will lose all support systems and society is turning very quickly against you ever since you aggressively marketed butt-fucking to little kids. Public schools are a daycare for wage slaves. That's what they are and they all feel trapped. And trust me, they hate what you're doing to their children. Due to the trauma of sexualizing children, the kids you tormented will grow up to be low-productivity addicts without children of their own. 
You will have no labor to pay the taxes to fund your lifestyle as you age. This is why every religion of all time bans sodomy. It is not phobia. It is that it always ends in misery and poverty. It just takes a generation. Oh, well, really? Well, you, sir. Okay, moving on. And then someone said, um, liberals in particular are a death cult between everything you mentioned and then believing the world will end at any moment if we don't decrease our food supply because cows fart. And I said, yeah, it's by design. Malthusian population control by introducing false scarcity. They've had peak oil and global cooling and warming panic since 1905. Quote, unquote, having a family is selfish. Sodomy is freedom. It's a trick to kill off competition by low-status, weak men. A lot of the quote-unquote elite are low-status, very weak, very insecure, soft men. And the way they have managed uh, to kill off their competition is convincing strong males to inject their their um, DNA into another man's ass. And to not have kids because it's selfish, and to not have cows because they fart, and to not... Uh, you know, work because carbon kills the ocean or whatever the hell it is. And don't get me wrong, there are environmental problems, tons. I am a, actually a strong environmentalist. You can tell by how I live. We are losing topsoil. There's a uh, big ag is like, and don't get me wrong, there's not a lot of solutions to this because not enough people farm. You have to have Monsanto and big agriculture if you don't have a garden. Because with a low population of farmers and a massive demand for food, you need massive amounts of chemicals to fulfill your needs. And that's reality. So you can't complain about big ag unless you have a garden. This is why I tell people all the time to have a garden. Animals farting is hours of entertainment. Yeah, and animals make soil. Losing topsoil is what causes desertification. There was once a guy that was trying to end desertification the spread of the desert in africa so he killed like sixty thousand elephants and it made it way worse and he realized that the elephants were actually uh creating the soil and keeping the the desert from spreading that's a fact they even did a ted talk on it so it's all horseshit okay moving on and then i said about the saudi i said the saudis just bought the pga it's safe to assume they will no longer be participating in Sodomy Pride Month. The West is butt-fucking themselves into poverty. And when people's lifestyles really start nosediving, you think people are going to be feeling very tolerant? <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but um, it's, I mean, I've been waiting a while for this. <laughs> it's, it's, like, I'm, okay, as the as the city's crumbling all this, as you're, as you're watching, you know, it's like San Francisco's a, a mess. It's covered in fentanyl tents and literal human shit. How do you think the migrant classes are going to respond to high-needs gays? <laughs> oh, you're not being very tolerant. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. Okay. So funny that that's true, says Jagobat. Hey, by the way, did you guys know that Jagobat turned hard on the community? I always said Jagobat is a, a sleeper cell closet gamma. Well, we now have proof. We have video evidence. Here he is. In Singapore, you spit gum on the sidewalk? They came that bitch. Hang on a second, Cod. Let's pull out of Twitter. I'm, I don't even like... I, let's just pull out of Twitter. I don't, I don't want to deal... Hopefully, Saudi Arabia will buy Twitter very, very soon. Okay. 
And they know they can't if they say you can't make fun of sodomy on Twitter, but you can have gangbang porn, the Saudis will be able to buy Twitter for about $33. It'll probably be a liability. Like they'll probably give away Twitter to anybody that wants to pay their debts. Guys, sodomy is is synonymous with poverty. Oh, before we leave the station, let me show you what, what family is. Because I'm not just here to complain. I'm going to show you guys the purpose of family being family as well. So today is my fourth son's first birthday. This is Frederick's first birthday. This is what life's all about, guys. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay, I like to show the good side of life. So I'm not just one of these guys making fun of sodomites. But I'm just trying to always guide people towards the path of fertility, wealth, free actual freedom, like the freedom that the Saudi Arabians enjoy. Okay. We're already out of the station. Sorry, not sorry. Twitter, you don't get to see good stuff today. Yeah, totally. Twitter's just, I mean, it's like so, it's filled with porn. But see, the beauty of Twitter now is they don't even have the rhetoric anymore to fight against people like me. They're like, oh, you don't think they butt, you don't think they butt pump in Saudi Arabia? Not in public. You know, kill Tony in Saudi Arabia to have a whole different meaning. I could t- I want a tour in Saudi Arabia. I'm throwing that out there. I can feel the I can feel the world pulling me towards Saudi Arabia to tour. I want to do an Islamic tour and record it and show you guys what freedom really means. Yeah, I'm not going to be vulgar. I'm not going to mock their religion or their government. That's no problem at all. I don't have to endorse baby murder, child castration, butt fucking I used to do Mormon corporate gigs all the time. I've done, I've done uh, college gigs where I'm standing in front of a crucifix at a church. You think I'm going to say fuck? It's professionalism. I have no problem removing vulgarity from my act. But you're not going to get me to sign off on hell. Okay? And so I'll show you where freedom really is. Freedom is under God's law. It's not, it's not this do-as-thou-wilt American... Everyone fucking till they're dead. Bullshit. Okay. Uh, let's read some uh, super chats here. Uh, Owen Benjamin received a tip from tip from Rebecca Brown. Thanks. And I'll give you a tip, Rebecca Brown. Buy low, sell high. <laughs> My dad used to always say that. Like he'd be like, I, I'm gonna tip the waiter. He's like, buy low, sell high. That's my tip. And then he laughed at himself. And everyone had laughed. My dad was infectiously funny, but so flamboyant. Like to a point where it was even before I knew he was actually doing fruity shit, it was eye rolling all the time. Like he'd be like, like they'd be like, Owen Smith with a sack. Cause I was uh, quite a, no offense, Simone Poppy, but you're not the only football player in the fucking chat. Okay. Granted, I didn't play for Texas A and NASA, but, uh, you know, I would sack the QB quite a bit. My dad had turned to all the moms in the stand and go, 
My son just got a sack. Is it a hefty bag? Oh, oh Jesus Christ. It was so charming until I realized he was a bit of a, a, a bit of a fruit. And then it was sad. Baseball Dad Bear, do you have the old video apology to YouTube or what episode? That bit was gold. Keep rushing. I'm sure we do. The, it was actually six billion or a billion Jews died in the Holocaust. Uh, I'm sure we have it. That has to be in the archives. I mean, that's going to be in my autobiography called Holocaust Supplier. MT Grisbear, I am now completely out of debt. Paid off my mortgage yesterday. Gay away for not doing it sooner. Indeed. Dummy Bear said, awesome gravy yesterday. Thanks to you. May I be verified as Dummy Bear? Welcome, Dummy Bear. I, always, I like to call Coddington Dummy Bear for different reasons. Cactus Eater Bear, up to you if you want to read out loud. Vulgarity warning. Bummer equals sodomy. Bummed equals sodomized. Bummed out equals anal. Pro- oh, God. Thanks for that. But thanks for the super chat. That I know that Coddington really needed that. Chinook Bear, your take on five OG's Towers... 5G is spot on. Joe, the Fullerton informer, has been talking about this exact reason and also the SF Bridge, too. He gets it, Flat Earth, the Jays. I know of several bears that also listen to him. It would be awesome if you had him on stream. Never quit, BB. Indeed. And I'm going on Tower Gang this evening at 6.11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, They seem really pumped, so I'm pumped. I'm pumped by proxy. Joe Gagan, our guest out on Hanging with the Bears tonight is the wonderful Michelle, a.k.a. Fruitful Bear. We're discussing Bertaria festivals and crushing the homestead, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Perfect. I love that. Jacob Telling, just tossing a tip in the jar because the sodomy industrial complex and shilling for big anal is one of the funniest rhetorical concepts I've ever heard. You don't get this quality of podcast anywhere else. Keep crushing. We will make it through the summer. Yeah. Thanks, Telling, and thanks for being such a good guy to my mom, too. She loves chatting with you, and congrats on your uh, on your child. Cucumber, I was reading a book today that had me laughing. I'm going to pass it off to a bear and see if it'll keep traveling. Anyway, thanks for the magazine. Anytime, Cucumber, and thanks, thank you. Okay. Um, that'd be very cool. BB could potentially be pro- No, 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 no. I am very, I'm a huge fan of Mohammed bin Salman. MBS gets it. He crushes. Huge fan. The whole family, I love them. I want them to buy every fucking company in this fucked up world and just take the sodomy out of it. Okay? That should be the title of Doc 4. We will get through the summer. I want it to be, how you doing tonight, Medina? I'm not kidding. One of my best friends is in Saudi Arabia right now, and he texts me every eight minutes. He's like, bro, you need to come to Saudi Arabia. Because he's like, everybody here is just like you. (laughs) He's like, dude. And that guy, Zumi, is that his name? I like some of his tweets. That dude, it's this black dude on Twitter. Uh, I like his tweets. Zubi, I think his name is. And he did the same thing. He's like, dude, Saudi Arabia is awesome. He's like, you get to make fun of homos over there. Like, that's all we want. Oh, but you don't get to mock Mohammed. Peace be upon him. Oh, really? Guys, and I was talking to an Israeli, too. In Israel, you're allowed to mock the gays, too. You're just not allowed to mock the government or the Holocaust. I'll take it. 
I, I, it's for me, it's all about the gays. Dude, I would, <laughs> I would have an easier time touring in Israel. Cause the main reason America hates me, like the American commercial system, is because of the gays that run the gay Jews. But, you know, I don't care. The Holocaust, whatever. One historical event. Listen, I think it's total horseshit. I think about 100,000 died in camps from like typhus because they, didn't know how to work properly and the supply chains were banned. I think they were persecuted by me and Mr. Mustache, but I agree with uh, Dr. Shiva where it's like a lot of it was a trick to, uh, to take out the competition to the central bank. Swear to God, I do actually feel for a lot of the Jews that got persecuted. I think that they were small banks that were getting, that they used the resentment of the Frankfurt school, world war one, the trans movement, all this shit. Is why I warn people all the time not to blame the Jews right now, because it's the same, it's the same cycle. So you get the trans child movement, the problem with the currency, World War One. You start getting the truth about the past war, like Afghanistan, Iraq, Vietnam, and then you see that there are a group of Jews that call themselves Jews that are doing a lot of this shit, right? And then you get the boot boys really pissed off, and then what do you do? You take that anger and you direct it at the thing you want to weed out. It didn't work out well for Germany, guys. So there was persecution of Jews. Most of the smart ones took off or they just laid low or they weren't dependent. The amount of people that that uh, had their doors kicked in and they were grabbed by the ear to go to a camp to be gassed was probably nine. Okay? But did they have their businesses seized? Yeah. Did a lot of them die because they were so dependent on supply chains? And when they were kicked out of said supply chains, um, they died. Yeah. And I, I'm not being shitty about this. Like I'm not being wink, wink. We don't like the Jews about this. I genuinely do think that there was tragedy that happened with that. That a lot of these Jews were like Toronto Jew bear that like were running successful businesses or they were like doing localized banking and the central bank wanted Germany. And so they, they, the, 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 what's it called? The labor unionizers. A lot of these guys, uh, were Jewish. And so they were taken out and then, cause look at what was brought in and you can say, oh, well, Hitler, Hitler lost because the Jews still don't No, it, it doesn't matter. I, I personally think he was part of the scam and I know the boot boys are going to get mad at me about that. I don't care. You know, I think a lot of Nazis are gay as shit. Like, you know, after being tight with Ye and, and knowing some guys, some of the boot boys, really into fashion, really into like man only hangouts with Ali Alexander and dick pics. Like, it, I, I'm not into that culture at all. Okay. And so when the boot boys rolled in, I think they were doing the will of the central bank without knowing it. I think a lot of the quote unquote Nazis were good men that were like mad about child trans surgery. The, the pornos, the wars, all this stuff that we're all mad about right now. You know, I think that a lot of even some of the SS were like good guys and they were being used and abused, just like a lot of American SEALs and, you know, uh, Marines and all this shit. I think a lot of them were trying to defend their families, defend against global homo, just like everyone is now. And it's like. And, and it, it was used against them, and, and uh, Germany's been a slave. What am I even talking about? This wasn't on the docket today. I'm just talking about that I would have an easier time touring in Israel than uh, New York City or Los Angeles or San Francisco or places that I've lived. 
even some rural New York towns like Saranac Lake where I was, I got into so much trouble for saying the word nigger and pointing out sodomy's gross. I said Mohammed pissed me upon him because at that point I thought Islam was trying to take my freedom. I was completely wrong. But you know me, I run through minefields. I'm like, I'm going to say crazy shit and I'm going to see their reaction. I'm going to show the world that these people are animals. And I did not get that reaction. Now, I for just for the record, I do have friends that have had horrible reactions from certain Islamic groups, like big threats, all that stuff, especially in early 2000s. I am dubious as to who funded them or if they were like very low IQ factions of highly emotional people. But in reality, I have experienced nothing but support and kindness from Muslims. And that really rubbed off on me over the years. And um, it changed my mind, especially when I learned more about 9-11 and all this stuff. So like when people say, now go at Mohammed, now go at the Jew. You only make fun of us Christian because you can get away with it. Google me, bitch. I stood up on a stage and said, Mohammed, piss be upon him. Okay. I, I've done it. I've done, I, I've talked about, I've done the grabber mask and the Jews and blah, blah. I know I have like thrown the shit into the void and seen what bounces back. And I'm telling you right now, Islam is a fucking great system. And a lot of those people are some of the most honorable people I've ever met. And that's the truth. And the whole Jew thing is a fucking liability shield. The real issue are the central banking, the pornography, the sin, all the sin that's banned in Islam. Now, why do I make fun of Christians when I don't get so much backlash? Because a lot of them need to start working a little harder and stop being little bitches. That's why. It's not because I'm afraid. I don't have that fear. I'm more afraid of keeping quiet in times of tyranny than I am anything else. And I used to think that Muslims, you know, bombed Ariana Grande and wanted to take away my rights as, as an American and enslave my my wife. And Mohammed's this, like, raging pedophile who, I, I dude, I was totally cued into the Fox News bullshit. And then Hollywood's saying Islamophobia, and so my enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like, that bullshit, that's not even true. You have to get your own moral code. Don't respond to the enemy of your enemy. That isn't a true thing. And so Hollywood is saying, you know, you got Ilyan Omar, and Hollywood is saying, oh, the Muslim, and I'm seeing all these Muslims coming in boats in Europe and Minneapolis, and I'm, like, flipping out, and I'm like, they're trying to take our Bullshit. That's mass migration, and they call it Muslims because the wizards are doing two birds with one stone. Notice they don't see it, say Christians are invading the southern border because it's not a religion. It's an ethnicity that's coming into Europe and Canada and all these places. They're low IQ, highly traumatized victims of war. You know, you bomb Somalia long enough, you bomb these places long enough, No offense to the migrants, but the rats flee the sinking ships. And you're not getting their best. You're getting people that want Western morality, which is low shit. They want to be homos. They want to be, you know, rape women and get free shit. And they want to uh, get away from their countries that have been bombed by the very people that are complaining about mass migration. I figured this shit out, guys, and I did it with a lot of... uh, 
authenticity, honesty, and bravery. And I'm reporting. The irony is the actually strong Christians aren't fired up when you mock the weakness. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not mocking Christian people doing Christian shit at home. It's the institutional weakness of Ted Cruz and the Pope and Stephen Crowder and the 700 Club and all the people that use Jesus as a crutch to do their hell and do their evil. I'm just chipping away at that. And the spells are fascinating. But of course I've went at the... I've, I've made fun of the Holocaust on YouTube. Cost me 30 grand a month to be kicked off YouTube. Let's see you do that. Most people won't make fun of Jews because they don't want to be called a bad name. In a time when people said, if you made fun of Muhammad, you would be assassinated, I stood on a stage and recorded myself say something extremely offensive about Muhammad, peace be upon him. All right? And I learned from it. I was, I was given mercy. And it is what it is. And you can be like, oh, oh Muhammad. It's like, dude, that guy had gravy. He obviously, you, you know them by their fruits. I, most Muslims I know are excellent human beings, not the low IQ trauma Muslims, quote unquote Muslims coming out of war torn countries to France or Sweden. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about people with the discipline to publicly contemn sodomy, stay out of usury, have a ton of children, pray five times a day and fast for 28 days a year. I really, really appreciate those people. And I appreciate how a lot of them did not react with extreme emotion when I mocked their prophet and all they ask in return is if you perform in their country to not attack their government, their religion, or swear. I would love if America did that. Can you imagine if we had a Christian country and they said, you're not allowed to make fun of Jesus? No problem. Peace be upon him. You're not allowed to try and subvert and take down the government. Great. I'm not, I don't even want to take down the government. I don't even think the government is the root of our problems at all. And don't uh, be vulgar because the kids may be watching. All right? I'm vulgar and I am coarse because I'm snapping people out of the hell. And I use that in this realm, in this Sodom and Gomorrah realm we're currently in on the internet, because I'm speaking the language of the spell to get them out of the spell. But nobody can say, I cuck, or I take a knee, or I don't have the balls. I, I've wanted all of it. And I realized that it's, it's all a bunch of horse shit. I can confirm father-in-law is Muslim, great man. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and just the, the kindness and wisdom of their history, the Islamic empire, we learned about in like two days in school. It was like the Ottomans. Okay, well, what's that? Ah. Uh, they never talked about it. They never talked about the history of the Islamic empire that's fucking mind-blowing. How come we didn't learn about that? I used to be obsessed with Greenland and the Ottoman Empire and Hitler. I was always like, why are these things not explained more? Because on every map, Greenland's just huge. And I used to just be that guy in class being like, Greenland! And everyone's like, it's just cold and ice and nothing's there. I'm like, dude, it's huge! Why aren't we talking more about, like, what's the history of Greenland? It's called Greenland. It's the biggest thing in the map. And people would always laugh because I really did. I'd just be like, how are we learning geography and we're not talking about fucking Greenland? And then I was always really, really into Hitler. 
because I didn't understand him. I thought he was this evil guy who killed all these Jews, and I never understood why he didn't make them slaves. I'm like, okay, if you're fighting a two-front war, and I was like this even when I was considering myself a liberal. I'm like, Hitler's the most evil guy ever, more evil than Stalin. This is my opinion. And that turns out that the opinion was based on an assumed lie. I said, Stalin killed all kinds of people, but it was because he enslaved them, dehumanized them, and used them as human uh, cattle, basically, which is amoral, not immoral. I said, Adolf Hitler hated Jews so much that he wouldn't even turn them into slaves. He just killed them. He's, he expended all this resource during a two-front war, which led to his own defeat and the death of his nation because he had to kill six million Jews. I'm like, that's super evil. Like, that's not amoral, that's immoral. Turns out it's the opposite. It's not true at all. Because I could never wrap my head around it. It was like, and then the Ottoman Empire, they kept referencing, it's like in World War One, you have the Ottoman Turks, the Ottomans. It's like, oh, 800 years. It's like, oh, and there's this mosque in France. Oh, there's this mosque. Oh, and then the Moors took over for a while and everyone got a little darker. And then there's, and, and it, they never explained it. And I'm like, and, and I never thought about it really. Like the Ottomans, I didn't really focus on until much later in life. But now that I learn about, you know, the Islamic empire and who actually were fighting the Mongol hordes and, uh, you know, the, the death of Baghdad where the, the rivers ran with blood and black with ink because all the scholarship was all torched, how weak they got, how the Islamic empire got so rich because Sharia creates unbelievable prosperity that they became like very weak and, and fat. And, um, you know, they, they talk about it in their history. They're never again is the, you know, the 14th century sack of Baghdad where a bunch of fucking, uh, a bunch of step niggers came up on, uh, on horses with bow and arrows. And they would say that one Mongol woman could kill 50 Muslims. Like they would tell them to wait in their house and they would be back with a sword and then chop off all their heads. Um, okay, moving on. Um, what was that? Oh yeah. Jack O'Bad has turned on us. It's sad to see, but it is what it is. In Singapore, you spit gum on the sidewalk, they cane that bitch. Hang on, Deep, Steep, Deep State Bear is almost out of here. He says, so you mean the Ottoman Empire that committed Holocaust against the Armenians killing over... that? You're, you're retarded, Deep State Bear. And I don't care if the Armenians get mad at me. All your little claims of victimhood is fucking gross. If your history is a claim... Because I, I used to talk about, you know, the Ukrainian... Holodomor and the Armenians when the Muslims killed them in the den. It's a disgusting, despicable way to view your own people. And I absolutely have no tolerance for it. If you are a American Indian or black, oh, slavery. Oh, but the, the Ottomans killed the Armenians. You're fucking weak. All right? You don't even know the details. It was over 100 years ago. And if you're like, oh, those ones? Armenians are hairy as fuck. They were probably confused for black bears. I'm not even kidding. If a million Armenians were killed by the Ottomans, I would guess 950,000 were mistaken for caribou. Deep State is retired. I am guessing he's drunk around drugs. I, I, I always forget that people in the chat can be inebriated or high. But, like, if you want a victim posture, Deep State Bear, I mock people in wheelchairs. Do you think I want to hear about your 
people's victim consciousness from a hundred years ago. Those Armen- those hairy Armenians were mistaken for a flock of caribou. And I hopefully they were eaten for their meat. Okay. I don't, I don't accept any national victim consciousness. It's not just the Jews. It's nobody. I'm not going to hear it from the Ukrainians. Oh, really? We had to eat our own children because our tummies were rumbling. No, it's a, it's cancer, dude. You want to talk about can- victim consciousness is cancer. If you sit around and talk about how someone wronged you all day and you're not even being funny about it or you're not doing it to set the record straight, you're just doing it to be a whiny little bitch to justify your horrible behavior, learn from it, you know? I bet the Armenians were sitting around jacking off drunk and the Muslims were like, hey, uh, can you guys uh, stop just jacking off all day on drugs? And they're like, fuck you, Muhammad's a bitch. And they're like... And then they slaughtered them. But I I hope they turn their back skin into rugs. Because the beauty of Armenians is they're such hairy animals that you could hang one of their skins on the wall. And, okay, so hopefully that sets the tone, Deep State Bear, that I never, ever, ever want to hear you reference one of your little victim genocides again. You just lived through a genocide. It was called uh, the COVID vaccine. And you don't even give a fuck. More people die than that, than those hairy cunts died at the hands of probably superior men. All right? World War I, a lot of people died. I bet those Armenians drank themselves to death and were dehydrated from jacking off. I've met a few Armenians. Those hairy motherfuckers, they are perverts. Okay? And yeah, they want to sell you a rug or they're counting money at a coffee bean in Glendale and you think they're all cool. No, they belong as a rug. And you can tell them I said that. And if they don't laugh, I don't want anything to do with them. Spartacus Bear says, best stream ever, allegedly BB onward. Yeah, it's not because I have a thing against Jews, guys. I have a thing against victim consciousness. And some of the worst in human history are the Jews. And now it's the gays. Oh, because I like to take it in the pooper. You're going to be fired from Volkswagen. Not on my watch. Okay. Yeah, it's like if you got if you little victim fucks, if you Armenians, you Ukrainians, you Christians, you fucking whatever your group is, if you want to be a victim, you huddle up and you squirt each other to death. All right, I have no tolerance for it at all, none. You have a winner attitude. You're a victor, not a victim. You're here to win. The past does not matter. God has sorted out every deed that's ever been done in the history of the world. If somebody disrespected your ancestor and it wasn't righteous, they, they'll pay for eternity. And your ancestor is freed for paradise. That's the actual religious view. You secular little victim cunts, you always think that something's owed to you because God doesn't know how to sort them out. They're all dead now. The people that did the genocide and the fucking poor hairy bastards that got lured out into a field and shot, they're all fucking dead. Okay, so what, what are you bitching about if it wasn't for the fact that you just want to justify your own shit behavior? Okay? Peace be upon all of them. May God have mercy on all of their souls. We're all chess pieces in this game of life, and we all make mistakes. We've all been taught flawed things. And I believe in the afterlife, we are assessed, and we go to another challenge. 
And it, he, without, with no sin, cast the first stone. And I'm guessing Deep State Bear is filled with sin. Isn't that right, you little prick? All right. Anyway, Jackobat is turned. Here we go. Rimjob's wife is from a very, very draconian um, country. The fact that he called himself Sir Crushington was a red flag. Gamma! He wouldn't just say bear, Jacobat. <laughs> Ironically, you've done the same thing. Jacobat, I just want you to know that what that's you just not criticized what I, about him, that's not what I meant. you also did. No, you're, How hard is it to say stuntman bear, not right. that's not bear, what I meant. exterminator no, you're not bear, right. bull rush bear, you're not, Jacobat! That's not... That is not what I meant. <laughs> and he is not even right. I am Jacko Bad Bear. Or at least I was before this blatant and narcissistic lie. <laughs> he blew it out of proportion and didn't even get the joke. <laughs> the comedian didn't even get the joke that Sir Crushington Bear doesn't crush. The whole chat attacked me for this lie. Mortloaf Bear told me I was Jersey bullshit. Ouch. <laughs> Wobbly Bear called me Jackobat queer. So hurtful. And all Samoan Poppy did was laugh. But not like he usually does. It was evil. I could feel it through the screen. So cold. Cod even confirmed in the chat that my Instagram is in fact Jackobat Bear. But he doesn't even respect Coddington. And Coddington knows it. He just cucks for the money and the dirt. I mean, it's your it's yeah. your time. Yeah, it is my time. It's my time. It's called Mr. Miggles. Oh my God! I'm we're watching it immediately. He nails it. That's exactly what they do. They start projecting. The gamma male seethes, seethes with projection when they feel humiliated, when someone just tells them to stop lying or being insane. And so then they just, they go, that he nails the, the, the entire process of being perceived humiliated and then the the path to Jim Bob's stream where everyone hears you out, then the eternal damnation of Reddit, and then typically an overdose on fentanyl. Right, let's watch it again. In Singapore, you spit gum on the sidewalk, they cane that bitch. Rimjob's wife is from a very, very draconian um, country. The fact that he called himself Sir Crushington was red flag. Gamma! He wouldn't just say bear, Jacobat. Ironically, you've done the same thing. I, that, Jacobat, I just want you to know that what you just criticized I, about him, that's not what I meant. you also did. No, you're, How hard is it to say you're, stuntman you're bear, not right. That's not bear, what I meant. Exterminator no, you're not bear, right. bull rush bear, you're not, Jacobat. That's not, that is not what I meant. <laughs> and he is not even right. I am Jacobat Bear. Or at least I was. Like, imagine, this blatant and imagine holding me to the level of accountability where I have to understand your meaning and tone in a live chat as I'm doing comedy and reading at the same time. These gammas really do that. This is so fucking true. That's why it's so funny is they'll be like, that's not what I meant. He meant yeah, I might've completely misunderstood you. No shit that 
you try for one day because a lot of times these like working class hero types are like oh big bear does is talks bullshit all day where i'm out in the fields digging holes <laughs> i respect your class of person in fact i've done a lot to uh elevate the role of the blue collar working man and i live as a blue collar working man for most of my day on my farm that being said understand what i do has tremendous value and it's really fucking hard so someone like me will set up the entire system of community and social media and all that stuff so that people can meet each other and employ each other and have all kinds of stuff. And I'm not bragging or trying to take any credit for it. I'm just letting you know that this is one of the big misconceptions that happens. I believe the satanic forces in this world want the male and the female to fight and not work together. They want the owner and the laborer to fight and not realize they require each other. The landowner, the system creator, only has wealth because of labor. Okay, the laborer has a means of distribution and wealth because of the owner, the male and the female, all of it. And so um, the evil of this world wants everything to break. It wants everything to not work. And so a lot of times people can like uh, that Sir Crushing and piece of shit will be like, well, I look at me nailing a board to a wall. No one even sucked me off. Oh, all Owen does is talk. Okay, I can pay someone $18 an hour to do that job. Now you try and do my job. You don't have a real job. All you do is say nigger and collect money. <laughs> no, system creation is massive. Community building, making people laugh three hours a day and giving them morale boosts in a time of despair. Go ahead and give it a shot. I'll learn how to drill a board. And then after a month, we'll reconnect and see where, you know, which job might be a little harder. Well, at least let me suck you off. And so that's why this is so funny. I'm not saying my job is hard. I'm blessed. My job's fucking great. I can't believe the life I have. I talent stacked what I do into this career. Uh, people seem to value it a lot. A lot of people are benefiting from it, myself included. And it's just awesome. Okay. I tremendously respect laborers. In fact, I think the future is blue collar, especially if you own your own business. So if you are an LLC, I talk about this all the time. You will not hear this very often from people that, that create systems or do what I do. In fact, a lot of times they look down at laborers as being dumb, goyim, cattle, the masses, the herds, like the Sir Crushing and type would typically be categorized as a dumb goyim herd that should be marked for extinction by people of higher classes. I don't even see the classes higher or lower. I just see it as different jobs. Like the farm owner or the laborer could be moral. Each one could be more moral than the other. Like let's say somebody owns a system or is an accountant or an executive and they go home, they like are parasitically taking from the laborer they are promoting sodomy. They beat their wife. They're drug addicts. They're slowly destroying the system that allows everyone to work. And the laborer is doing charity work, has a big family, tells the truth, is healthy. Okay, that laborer is a better part of society than the owner. Okay, and more moral. The reverse can be true. The laborer, the construction guy, could beat his wife, be a drug addict, tell lies, steal from the uh, job site, 
you know, and the owner could be this really good guy trying to get everybody wealthy. You understand that it's a personal journey. Your designation in life, your job, your class, your income doesn't actually matter. And I know that sounds like I'm being a commie, but I'm not. It doesn't, your, your moral code isn't affected by your income, your job, none of that. Facts. Yeah. A construction guy can be a huge piece of shit, know how to uh, lay a foundation and then get high and pride, prideful and mighty and this fucking world would have nothing without me being able to screw those boards together. Okay. Well, you have a job and you have currency and you have resources because other people are setting up systems. What I do is I raise morale. I give people entertainment, lever- levity, and um, information, community building, all that stuff so that they can do their jobs better. If you extrapolate out value, it's why I can make a good living. Is because people say, I'll pay you five bucks a month to make me laugh. All this other shit doesn't make me laugh. If I'm in a good mood, I work harder. I'm a better husband. I have more kids. I raise my own. Society flourishes, right? Sir Crushington is like, well, I nailed a board. And meanwhile, he's just talking on the internet. Do you see? Do you see how it works? The laborer can be hyper uh, prideful and, and told this. It's the same demonic whisper they do with men and women. Uh, the, the, the demons go to women. You should have a job. You could be a pilot. You should be in the Marines. They should be saluting you. You, you, you. You bear his children. You have sore nipples and, and you don't get any credit. And then they tell the man, you should be adorned. You should be covered in silk. You should have jewels. They should hold the door for you. You should get a vagina. You should get fucked in the ass, right? Okay, and then the family unit falls apart. It's the same with society. The laborer, they say, this house would not be built unless you, you spent all day nailing the boards together. You know framing. That owner doesn't know shit. All he does is talk in his yard. Meanwhile, they say to somebody like me, oh, those laborers, they're so stupid. They should be drunk and high all the time to be controlled or else they're going to storm the Capitol. They're going to burn down your house. If they get together, they're going to they're gonna repossess your land and, and shoot you while you're sleeping and they do meth and they're going to sell the copper. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, he bought me an action show. And, and Jacobat nails it. So the point I'm trying to make here, long, long point to the, the conclusion is, what I do might appear easy. And sometimes it is easy for me, just like it's sometimes people are in a flow state when they're framing a house. No problem. But it isn't. I don't know how to frame a house, and a lot of people don't know how to interact with a live chat and do comedy for three hours every fucking day. Not looking for praise, but it is what it is. If I misunderstood your intention on written tone in a live chat when I've never met you in person, and you hold me so accountable for that, that you try to ruin my family, my business, my life. You're terrible. Okay. Now let's enjoy Jacobat and then we'll read some, some stuff again. In Singapore, you spit gum on the sidewalk. They came that bitch. Rimjob's wife is from a very, very draconian um, country. The fact that he called himself Sir Crushington was a red flag. Gamma! He wouldn't just say bear, Jacobat. Ironically, you've done the same thing. Jacobat, I just want you to know that what you just not criticized what I, about him, that's not what I meant. you also did. No, you're, How hard is it to say you're, stunt man you're not right. That's Dota not bear, what I meant. Exterminator no, you're not bear, right. Bull rush bear. You're not. Jacobat! That's not, that is not what I meant. <laughs> and he is not even right. 
I am Jacko Babbear, or at least I was before this blatant and narcissistic lie. He blew it out of proportion and didn't even get the joke. A comedian didn't even get the joke that Sir Crushington Bear doesn't crush. The whole chat attacked me for this lie. Mortloaf Bear told me I was Jersey bullshit. Ouch. Wobbly Bear called me Jackobat queer. So hurtful. And all Samoan Poppy did was laugh, but not like he usually does. It was evil. I could feel it through the screen. So cold. Cod even confirmed in the chat that my Instagram is in fact Jackobat Bear. But he doesn't even respect Coddington. And Coddington knows it. He just cucks for the money and the dirt. I mean, it's your, it's your time. Yeah. <laughs> it is my time. <laughs> It's my time. <laughs> it's called Mr. Miggles. Then he heads on over to Jortaria. And let me tell you, that was the sketch that that I really felt like Jagobat's a good guy. Um, cause there is some obvious red flags, but I think it's just Omega red flags. I don't think it's, uh, I think Jagobat crushes and, uh, you know, he might be going to, uh, Missouri too. I'm letting him, uh, stay in the halfway house until he gets on his feet. Potentially <laughs> perfect to get affirmation from Andrew JB. Yeah. He's like, it is your time. No, you speak your truth. You've been wronged. You've, you're owed reparations. <laughs> Oh, dude, I followed the white rabbit, and I ended up in Idaho. I was out in the field yesterday, and I look over, and there's that white rabbit that we had three years ago and just let run free, and he's still here. Isn't that great? Okay. Uh, this is hysterical, man. Ed Knight makes me fucking laugh. This is every episode of Peaky Blinders. He's such a dark little bastard, Ed Knight. But holy shit, is he a comedian? Uh, he, I think he's like, I think he's pretty genius with comedy. And uh, I, I just like to highlight when people are fucking funny. Watch this. He's such a little piece of shit, too, you can tell. All right, family mates, and Finn, fuck off. Come, Finn, man, Dennis. I've almost gone down to a black country to tell Willie Kitchen that Luca Changato's coming from America. Arthur, I need you to come into the garrison with me and sort me off. Why do I always have to sort you off, Tom? <laughs> it feels like it's going to drop off. I don't care who does it. You, John, Michael, Thomas. My mother has instructed me not to suck you off. Michael, if you want to be a member of this family, you're coming down and sort me off right now. My mother has instructed me. you got to do it, otherwise I'll have to get a horse to do it. All right, I'll do it. No, no, it's got to be Michael. If Michael doesn't want to do it, I'll have to get a horse to do it. Okay, fine, I'll do it. All right, well, Michael, if you don't want to do it. Summer Shelby! <laughs> do you remember when we were kids? What we used to do with the horses? That was just you, Tom. Word in Camden Town is... You're looking to get sucked off! <laughs> do you remember the trenches, Arthur? What we used to do with the horses? Oh, that was just you, Tom. Summer <laughs> Shelby... You got a nice cock. Shame there's nobody ever saw you. Curly, I need five minutes alone with all the horses. <laughs> Great impressions and just the uh, 
the theme that the whole time he just wanted to get sucked by a horse, which isn't even possible, by the way. A horse would just immediately bite your dick off. Like, you can't possibly get sucked off by a horse. Uh, just every every aspect of that makes me laugh, and I'm just glad that that night is crushing. Uh, he reminds me a little of Steve Buscemi. He has that, like, darkness in his eyes, but every time I fucking watch his uh, his his sketches, I laugh, and that means a lot. Little Feed the Bear Barry, thank you. Who do we daddle bear? Obviously, Jackobat owes a super chat for even putting jorts in jest. Hilarious, much love. Yeah, he did try to own the uh, own the left or own the jort, Jortarians by wearing jorts, which is the Steven Crowder paradox. Um, Crowder's razor says if you own if you wear the article of clothing to mock the guy, you're gay. Crowder's razor. Best stream ever, allegedly BB onwards. Thanks, Spartacus Bear. And I hope you guys understood what I was saying about labor and owner not being in um, in antagonism. That's what happened in Ukraine. I really looked into the Holodomor. It's, uh, they got the peasants to turn on their own landowners. And that's what plunged everyone into poverty. It's... Uh, it's not just like a group of Jews or a group of Muslims or the Pope or something just sitting around trying to kill everybody. It's the, the satanic trick is to get the man and the woman to hate each other and not work together or the, the labor and the owner. Because if it's a world of just laborers, you wouldn't have any systems. That's the thing. It's like I, I relate a lot to laborers. My brother is an arborist. He's a tree guy. I've done labor jobs and systems jobs like a professional artist, like a comedian, musician, but my whole life. And so I would actually feel more comfortable around laborers. Like I would be more likely to talk shit about the owner than the laborer. So that's where I'm coming from. So just so you know that my natural instinct would be to talk shit about the owner, not the laborer. So, but. As someone who's also been an owner, like an owner of businesses, an owner of systems, the owner does a, a massive job. And without the owners, without like the system executives, uh, without the managers, without the pencil pushers, the laborers would just be standing in a field. And you, and you think it's going to be kumbaya and everyone just starts, um, just starts digging and out of which comes heaven. That isn't reality. Um, isn't that in the Quran that the demon gets extra praise on the day they get the husband and the wife to fight? Yeah, it gets to sit. I don't know the exact wording, but something like gets to sit on the throne of a demon for a day or something. Like the, the shaitan, according to Islam, is obsessed with getting the man and the woman to fight. And it's the same with labor and owner. It's like the architect designs the building. The architect you could des describe as a pencil pusher, and then the engineers, and then the the code guys. You're going to need code guys. Let me tell you a little story about code. In Idaho, the land of the free, home of the brave, and I love Idaho, there's like not really any building codes. And that's great if you have high morality, but if you have low morality, you have horrible houses that catch fire because no one followed code. If you have somebody that uh, cuts corners, doesn't have expertise, they're going to put in electrical or stuff into the walls that catch fire. And that happens here more than it would happen in California. And that's the deal. That's why high morality areas can have smaller governance. 
because no one needs to tell them to do it because they know it's the right thing to do. And one of my highest morality friends is a Muslim. And he's the guy that will tyro, I can never say that word, just constantly uh, analyze the best possible way to make something to make it really strong because it's as if God is watching him. And that is a really, really powerful position to be in because if you live like that, then you don't require secular governance. And so if you want to shrink the government, like all these stupid right-wingers talk about that don't actually do anything, you want to end Monsanto, you want to end the sodomy industrial complex and big anal, you got to have a bunch of kids, you got to raise them right, you got to grow your own food, and you have to do what's right over profits. And that's, and that's the truth. There is no way out of it. Ironically, right, these Republican MAGA guys want to vote their way and consent to government to get a smaller government. You know, much love to Dave Smith. As far as Jews go, he has a remarkably symmetrical face. But running for president as a libertarian is fucking hilariously stupid. That's like raping someone until they love you. It's like, no, you have to... Like, what I'm doing is actually infinitely more anarcho-capitalist than anything you're seeing from Stefan Molyneux or Dave Smith or any of these people. If you want to detach from large systems of governance, you have to do it yourself. That's the only way to do it. If you appeal to that system in order to get power to destroy the, it's the very system, it can't possibly work. It never works that way. Because in order to get that position and get the power to be elected in the system, you have to be in it and you will now be an employee of said system. The president is an executive, is an executor. It's a management position in the corporation that is the United States Government, Inc. Okay? You don't get to become president and then tear it down. That's like you're a floor manager at Best Buy to get rid of Best Buy. It's so fucking stupid. Granted, he does have a symmetrical face. And as far as Jews go, that's big. You know, he doesn't have Dumbo ears. He doesn't have a giant nose. So because of that, because Dave isn't shocking to look at, uh, I will give him credit for that. But his entire fucking platform is based on an obvious lie. It's like saying, if I get a job as at floor manager of Applebee's, I'm going to shut down Applebee's. Really? You're either retarded or deceptive. Now, I would normally assume deceptive because of his family lineage, but that's not right of me to do. I don't want to be that guy that says every urban city-dwelling shit-eating Jew is just trying to deceive the going. Right? I don't feel that way because ever since I learned about system management, that unless you have a better idea than the Fed, one-eyed weenus is our guy, all right? And I'm not here to take down the only currency system that is keeping bread on the fucking table, and I mean that. I'm applying the same thing to the banker. Central banking, oh, don't spill the beans, right? That might seem terrible, but I don't hear any of these motherfuckers have a better idea. Like when Sir Crushing Bear, you know, he's just not happy with the way I handle Bertaria. Well, where's your fucking retardaria? He couldn't have a barbecue without it melting down. You know? Like there is no, show me the better solution and I will back you up. You know, if you have all these complaints about the Fed, show me your solution. They haven't even thought about it. Yeah, welfare Taria. Sir Krushen is like, I was asked to shovel the driveway, and he even provided me a shovel. Nice fucking community. Okay, then build your own community. 
I can't. I'm terrible. Everyone hates me. Even my bug-eyed wife. Oh, now you're attacking his wife. All these gamma male trolls, they always hide behind Jesus and their wife. Have you ever noticed that? Jesus and their wife. If you say anything, they go, now you're attacking Jesus. Now I get to do anything I want to you. Or if you're like, hey, don't bring your wife to the fucking bear meetups and have her talk to like 30 people about how there's a demon in the shower with her crazy bug eyes. Oh, now I game on, bitch. What? Are you? <laughs> it's just so fucking pathetic. Well, now I'm going to attack your fucking wife. So that means you're not against attacking wives. And I know you're already attacking my wife. You do all the time. You say we're trannies. People stalk me. Oh, I'll tell people where you live. No shit. That's why I live in Idaho. That's why I have a giant gate, an electric fence, and a ton of guns. I know. I know. People have done it to me for years. It's not a big deal. It's like, well, now, now you, sir. I'm like, oh, so you're not against the behavior. They've never been against the behavior. Oh, no, 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 no. They are always looking for a justification to be evil. And guys, as someone that lives a pretty damn good life, there's a lot of envious little bitches that can come into my sphere of influence. And I am none none of it surprises me at this point. The the attempted mental terror, all the shit that they try to do. It's like yawn. Try 2017, the shit I used to go through. I used to get little threatening packages at my gate at the end of a fucking dead end. Dude, people used to do crazy shit to me that doesn't happen anymore because the whole world's changing. It's swinging back in certain ways. Now the lemmings are going even more off the cliff. Like we're going to see that just keep going. But the whole idea, like the whole threat, there used to be a lot more, I think, legitimately dangerous organizations that were threatened by me or perceived threatened by me. And then over time, I think they monitored me and realized that I don't have any interest in harming them. Um, And now my life is pretty much just stupid little gammas being like, oh, you're going to attack my bug-eyed wife? Well, here's your wife with her face on a pig. (laughs) I'm like, so you're not, so you're not against the behavior. And I'm not doing memes or like doxing or doing anything like that. I'm just telling this story because she really, really offended a lot of people. You know, if you're going to bring your wife into public, tell her, be like, hey, honey, you know that story about the demon in the shower? Well, the guys all told me not to bring my wife. So you should be really quiet and not talk a lot because people are going to, one, just be like, Why is there a woman here? I told my wife, because one of the great things about Bertaria and building projects is guys can go and their wives are fine with it because there's no women. So you can be in the woods in Idaho for two weeks helping us build and there's no women, no alcohol, no drugs, jackobat, no weed. And, uh, And so if people break the rules, they better stay in the car or be quiet, right? And so then if they try to take over and start talking about demons in their shower telling them to hang themselves, it's like, yeah, well, now that story's on the table, okay? And, and hopefully this has all been a learning experience. Uh, let's move on to some mail. How's that sound? Oh, and the 5G thing has been confirmed. Someone said, both my sons work in engineering, installing, implementing internet, and also have to use 5G towers in their work. My older son told me almost word for word what you said yesterday regarding 5G. That was two years ago. Yeah, 5G has a range where it can bubble your skin. It just they're not currently using it. Jacobet says, I don't smoke weed, BB, just cigs. Good. 
We got our eye on you, Jackobat. Sometimes you, sometimes you and Mister Miggles come back a little, a little red-eyed. Born again bear, king bard, spiller of beans and blower of whistles. Entropy is working again, so I'm sending money for Cod's Red Lobster retirement fund. I know you don't condone violence, but if I ever see that soy boy gamacuck rim job, I'm going to. I'm not going to make. No, we're not. We're not going to encourage that. Oh, just Wedgie. Okay, cool. Wedgie, Jim Locker. Nice. Letters coming soon. Nice. Wedgie, Jim Locker. That's that's funny and fine. I thought because there's some people that are getting legitimately pissed off, and people are like, "Oh, you're sicking your bears at me." I'm like, "No, dude. I keep telling people not to do anything to people." And for those of you that know me, that's the truth. Like, there's people that are like, man, I fucking, like, hate this guy, man. And there's bears from all walks. And again, I promise this isn't a threat. But there's people that I've legitimately helped them come out of, like, addiction. And now they're out of debt with a family. And they love me. And then they're going to watch people try and tear down this community. And some of these guys have pretty interesting pasts. And so, don't... I, I promise this isn't one of those the breakup wink things where it's like, oh, yeah, I promise you, please do not engage in any of these people in real life. Don't threaten them. Nothing. Because that would only make us look terrible and it's not helpful at all. It would increase their victim consciousness. You don't win anything when you do that. I promise. But, you know, I'm just letting you know that it's not smart to just keep doing this like this like these dirty deeds you know where it's like i'm gonna destroy them this community has a lot like thousands of people in it that are like if if there was okay if they were successful and they actually ruined the bears and i stopped streaming there'd be people that would literally be fucking furious at them and they know who these people are that promise that isn't a threat i'm just letting you know that like it's like, really think about what you're doing and what you're damaging. Like, imagine if there's like a homeless shelter and it's filled with all these guys and Sir Crushing goes in there and he like, he volunteers for two days to give out sandwiches and no one would let him suck their dicks. And he's like, can I pay in love? And everyone's like, ew, no. And so then he goes and he gets the commissioners and he like has it shut down. And all the guys that were going there for food every day I'm just giving you, you know, just something to think about. Are looking at him like, you fucking destroyed our place. And these are like guys that have been through some shit. Not smart. Just not a smart move. Okay, Fruitful Bear helping. And I guarantee this has already been clipped. It'll be on Reddit. They'll they'll go, look at him threatening. Oh, God. Time to try and burn his house down. I I know how they are. Okay. But I'm never going to not speak the truth about situations no matter the threats. It's just projection. It's just stupid. And I'm just letting you know that, like, if you ruin good, beautiful things out of your own spite and envy, people get mad. And some of these people are, like, you know, just fresh out of prison. So, like, relax. And I'm not going anywhere, so it is what it is. Helping Jacobat pay his gay away for wearing George in his latest comedy sketch. Being funny is still no excuse for putting on jorts. I agree. Okay, we're smoking in New Jersey today, unfortunately. Oh, you guys got a lot of, uh, smoking is just a simulation of BJ's. Yeah, violence is gay. 
Yeah, it, it creates victim consciousness. It's it's fundamentally self-defeating, and they won't clip this part, but I don't care. I'm not talking to the to the trolls. I'm talking to my guys that are here, and I'm teaching you something. If you go do vigilante shit, just like what happened in these events that they try and get people to go to, you are increasing their victim currency. It only defeats. That's why they have to fake it. That's why they have to do these clips out of context. Oh, look at me. Here's an image of me with a board. Owen wouldn't even let me suck his dick. Okay. The East Coast is smoking. Nice. Hot zone. Did you hear that? Owen threatened me. Oh, no. That's why it's really important not to actually ever do anything. And that's why I'm explaining this. This is going to be an overall benefit. Because that's why the Jews draw swastikas on their own synagogues. Because that is how they create their currency of victim consciousness. People like Rimjob, people like Crushington, they don't have any value in life. You know, no one cares about their little cartoons or their their ability to drill a hole and then you offer sex acts to the homeowner. Like that's, it's not, Rimjob already got what he deserves. He lost a thousand bears and bear adjacent subscribers and his YouTube. Yeah, but it, it's, they're now in a different, they're in a different fight. They're, they're just trying to destroy something beautiful. Like they're in a full spiral. That's why I will address it when it comes to showing archetypes and helping people in their life deal with these type of people, or if it's super funny, like what Jacobat just showed. But my overall advice is when you attack, they turn and they tr- first they try and get you to bang them in the ass. Like if you were to attack Jim Bob, he'd go, ah. Uh. And then if you're like, Jesus, he'd go, he tried to rape me. And then he'd like, he'd try and, dude, it's the same behavior over and over again. I'm really understanding the battery now. Yeah. If you, now you can mock them, call them out, call out the behavior, inform people about their behavior. That's very important to let people know there's a psychopath in the midst. Okay. That's totally important. But if you victimize them or you get genuinely full of hate, that's why Jesus said, forgive them. They know not what they do. Because if you're like, no. I got to beat his ass. Um, like I, that flashed through my head when, when Jim Bob put that recorded conversation on the internet and said, I blackmailed him. I had an old Oswego thought about like, I want to fuck this dude up. That was the only time I thought that though. And that quickly passed. And cause I know it's a huge mistake. You enter a different energy. When you do that, you like drop realms. You got to stay in the point where you're like, I hope he sees the truth. And it's not for them, it's for you. Because, yeah, make fun of the behavior because that helps other men. Don't wear jorts. Don't tell lies. Don't attempt to pay in love, right? We all know this stuff. But if you like are like, no, I have to punish him, you become a little like them. And then, boom, you drop your realms. And then they, like, then they start feeding on that. Trust me, you want to stay the fuck away from that. Forgive people for you, not them. That doesn't mean to lay off them, not point them out, mock them, you know, keep them away from your life. Don't let them benefit from your systems. All that is great. But you don't have to like, you don't have to like beat them up. Right. Cause like when I first started reading that super chat, I'm like, I have to make sure. Cause I've, I've had messages like that where people like big bear say the word. And I'm like, no, he's more like a weasel. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weasel. Like. Just really think about it, though. And this is not a threat. Think about how many people that are in the world of violence I've helped a lot. 
Okay. I, it's just a great thing that I know better and I'm not spiteful and I'm not violent and I don't want to descend realms and get in this petty fucking war. And I don't want to put other people in that position. I told all my listeners not to go to January 6th, not to go to these trucker rallies or any of this shit. Don't put yourself in their realm. If you were to attempt to engage in violence and with former bears or these little weasel types, you dissent. No matter, there is no good outcome. And then people go, well, why do you even talk about it? This is a good outcome. Take a step back. What I'm doing right now ripples out good. If you engage like, no, we got to get them. We got to teach them a lesson. No. Extrapolate it out. There is no road out of that. Because one, they don't learn a lesson from that. Also, you now create victim consciousness where normal good people would now have their back because you have crossed societal lines. It doesn't work. Then you are now in the range of police investigations. You don't want that on your back. You don't want a cop calling you asking where you were. And even if you know you can get out of it, that stress, you, that, that'll ripple through your family. That'll ripple. You want to live a clean fucking life, man. You don't want to do anything illegal. You don't want to create victim consciousness in people. You want to mock them, inform people about it, but have fun doing it. Don't even carry the hatred. And it's not for them. It's for you. I promise. And that is some fucking good advice, man. And I've learned that from a lot and people are like, no, man, you gotta just, you gotta take shit in your own hands. No, let the fucking, don't get me wrong. When you see mobs erupt outside of a school, cause they're teaching sodomy. It's like, part of me is like, oh, that's hilarious, but it's not, it'll still pump the victim consciousness. The best case scenario is we grow our way through it where we're not in that system. Let them implode or for, or hopefully people start choosing to live as like under Islamic law. But that has to be by choice. Islam can't be uh, forced on anyone. That doesn't work at all. So all you guys thinking that I'm pushing Sharia law on people, I'm not at all. You have to choose that you want it or else it would have the opposite effect. Like Let's say a bunch of crooked, sordid sheiks roll down Rodeo Drive and make everyone do Sharia. It would actually make the world gayer and more broken and more fucked up. You can't force people to want to be better. You got to put in the work. You got to get healthy, be nutritious, speak the truth, have a lot of kids. It might take generations, guys, but it's fun. This is the, these are the roles of life. You know, we might not see it in our lifetime, but there will come a time when people will come back to the light. And just the process of it is fun. People like that will always end up hanging themselves. Just move on. Yeah, yeah. Move on. I mean, you can mock it and make fun of it, and you don't have to do what Joe Rogan did with me and be like, don't say Owen Benjamin's name, you know? Because I've thought about that. I could easily just ice it. But if you get a good sketch like Jackalbat or if somebody brings it up in the chat, I'm not afraid of these topics. I, guys, I put thought into my life. I'm not just, like, running and gunning. When people go, you're just giving it energy. I'm like, no. It would give it energy if I, if I made it Voldemort. It would also give it energy if I made a whole stream like let's reassess Jim Bob's artwork. Okay. The best scenario is you just do your stream. You give people the goods, you know, and if it comes up naturally, make fun of it, tell the truth, give good advice and keep going.
My job isn't as easy as the gamma males think it is. There's so many mistakes I can make every single day. If you're having fun, it's fun. Yeah, exactly. Good day, Owen. It's Papa John Bear. Thank you so much for what you do. I've thought of so many letters to write you. Just never did because I'm super gay and don't have the budget to pay it away. I live in Miami where the average man coasts on a .18 Tate. Wow, that's, that's actually not that gay. .18 is not a high gay score. .5 is having sex with a man. All right. Someone saw the number. All right. As I was listening to episode 1698, I bear shared his revelation uh, on the Benjamin Paradox. I think its name was Bear. Yeah, he's hilarious. That wrote about it. I, it inspired me to at least start to pay the gay away rather than swallow and gayness. Anyway, I appreciate your insights, especially on your flat earth days where I felt synchronized with you. A friend I have is and was already a flat earther, so naturally I had to prove him wrong. Yeah, that's how I was too. Uh, as a Puerto Rican, I have a lot of pride for my island and its people. That's weird. One thing I took pride in was that we, of all Hispanics, have the most positions in NASA. Exactly. You probably stole one of those rockets. That bit of Puerto Rican trivia would be okay. Dropped immediately every time the other races would make fun of my people. The most common Puerto Rican joke is that we were dumb. How dare you, Big Bear? What am I going to tell the other races now? Us being the majority in NASA doesn't help anymore. One last thing. Puerto Ricans are born U.S. citizens. We're not Mexicans. Thank you, Big Bear. I look forward to writing again soon. Papa John Bear. I've always gotten along really well with Puerto Ricans. They seem to enjoy when I make fun of them, too. Unlike the gay guys. Hey, Big Bear. I've been watching your streams for a few months, and I can't even believe how many spells I've realized I was under. Thank Jesus for the gravy. I work full-time in the junk removal business, and it's been very lucrative, despite the recent recession. So every payday, my first thought is paying that gay away. I've included the highest-value fiat sodomy clip to contribute to some of the good work you've been building. I was hoping someone... I was helping someone move out, and I found two of the holy texts that can all learn a bit from. The first and second, Bookie Wook, from the wisdom of everyone's favorite British cuck, Russell Brand. Unbelievable. I bet it's just complete shit. I hope these can give you some ammo when mocking the sad sack of shit, or even if you're having a bad day and just need a quick fix of retard. I'd hope these work works come in handy. Keep crushing, Mr. Music Bear. Thanks, Mr. Music Bear. I really appreciate it. Dear Big Bear, I'm currently listening to 1698, which has finally inspired me to write a letter of appreciation. It's been at least five years that I've tuned in consistently. Super gay that it took this long. A more detailed story to come of the impact you've made on my life. But this is a start. Sometimes just getting the ball rolling is the hardest part for my ADHD, former athlete mind. I've had a bear name for years, but never have been verified. I'd like to officially state claim to Logo Space Bear. Welcome, Logo Space Bear. Onward to airships. I wish you and your family and all the bears the best. Thank you for crushing uh, Logo Space Bear. A hill to grow on. P.S. Can't wait for breakfast. Last year was epic inspirational. Oh, Bear Fest. Last year was epic inspirational stuff. I can't wait either. It's going to be a blast. Um, 
We all know why, says Jack O'Matt. Oh. Gave me 33. The Kyle says, coming in late to the greatest show on the internet. Thanks, Kyle. I feel great about today. I hope you guys enjoyed my uh, my uh, advice against engaging violently with people. I know that's going to piss off a few of you Puerto Ricans. Okay. Oh, let me read. I'll just read something in his voice. Let's see what we got here. Hang on. I'll just open up randomly. We'd already shot with paint Christina Aguilera before we boarded the golf buggy to take us to the pretend street on the Paramount lot where we'd be filming with Carrie Perry on Nega. I'm just kidding, I added that part. A few of the Sarah Marshall team were there. First assist, no one cares. Dude, I'm already bored to death. No one cares about your famous friends, you fucking loser. He's one guy that I think should have stayed on heroin. Okay, moving on. Big Bear, five-year listener, first-time writer, been UA from the start, but have never written, like a huge faggot. You recently said if you're in the Navy, you need to pay the gay away. I knew it was time. Then later in the episode, someone asked you about the infinite banking concept, and a huge wave of rollerblades washed over me, till I knew I had no choice but to try to start an installment plan. The first magic square is down payment on Navy gay. The second... <laughs> Is for the privilege of getting a letter read by the Bard King. The third is for the second page if you'd like to read it. Indeed, you paid the gay away. If not, please apply as principal only gayman. I'm a Navy pilot. And thanks to your example, I was able to stare down the DOD and win. Oh yeah, but, but you can't nail a board into a wall like me. I get it. I'm all about laborers. I'm all about, uh, you know, actually building what this world needs to survive. But I also have a job to do, and it is not useless, okay? The fact that these streams can keep people from taking the vaccine and encourage people to have kids and have them laugh through times of sorrow is pretty fucking valuable. And if, uh, if, if Sir Crushington is incapable of shoveling his own driveway, he might, you know, start rethinking his whole, like, call to the hammer and sickle of his countrymen. Yeah, Navy pilots, by the way, Navy pilots are the least gay of the Navy. Um, the most gay are the dick checkers for P-tests. You know who did that? What was that guy's name? He's like a right-wing guy who's always tweeting. And everybody thought that he was uh, intelligence. I think Vox published one of his books. Does anyone remember the guy's name? I'm not good with names of uh, people that look at dicks. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Everyone's like, oh, he's intelligence. Jack, Jack, Jack Basobic. Jack Basobic's job in the Navy was a dick checker. I'm not kidding. So they always have to do drug tests because of my friend Woody. It's called the Woody. I'm just kidding, Woody. Um, and one guy, Jack Basobic, his whole job was just to look at dicks and making sure they went in the cup. That guy owes me about $33 billion of gay. Okay, the least gay are the pilots. They're even less gay than the seals. No offense, gravy seal. All right, moving on. All right. It has cost me my flying career, 40K they're actively recouping and a year away from my family. But after 12 years of what I used to call service, I am now merciful. Less than 12 months from separation. I, too, am uh, fascinated by economics and spent two years at grad school on the Navy's dime, 
learning as much as I could about money, debt, and capital. I had a professor, Larry Summers, Janet Yellen, Jason Furman, etc., all big names in economic academia. The more I questioned them on Keynesianism, the more I realized they were just saying lines. You and Vox are literally more economically literate than those grifters whose job it is to drive the debt economy. Yes. During the mandate fight, I was introduced to IBC by a fellow mandate resistor. I instantly threw away the, man, uh, the book about it and moved on. I knew whole life insurance is a scam, as one commentator said. I don't blame anyone for having that opinion. Wall Street marketing has done an excellent job at replacing conservative, reliable contract-based products with a 250-year record of performance with flashy sales pitches for every conceivable way to separate us from the control of our capital. Much like your Flat Earth Awakening, uh, though at much lower stakes, I tried to pull coals in the concept from every angle, con uh, angle convinced the conventional financial planning model knew better than a trust a product that predates our entire nation. I would like to make the case that dividend-paying whole life insurance is the most moral, usury-free, biblically sound financial product that we can access. It is textbook Big Bear, in my opinion, and more resembles Sharia finance than Wall Street. Since I could not refute any of the counterpoints to my challenges, I researched with an open mind. Okay, I will say this. I will read your whole letter and let people decide for their own, but I'm not going to promote any service to a financial thing that I don't fully understand. And I think that that's very uh, fair. So just in case the end is a pitch for uh, one of these instruments, I will not be pitching it. But I will uh, ladle your expertise because it sounds very interesting. Okay, I've since partnered up with the pilot who introduced me to it, who has been doing it for five years, and we're already doing it full-time as we both separate from the Rainbow Brigade. I believe this is the most bear-friendly product that exists. I'm not pitching the product, even though the Super Chat was very generous and uh, pilots are very heterosexual. All wealthy families do this. All politicians do this. All banks do this. They don't do anything we are told to do. Lock your money away in a qualified plan and retain all risk, and one day maybe have a mountain of cash to frugally live off possible returns. Life insurance is based in contract law, not speculation. It's a unilateral contract the company offers, and they're legally bound to perform as long as you keep the contract in force by paying premium. Thus, it is the only financial product you must physically and financially qualify for. Think about the implication of that in a world where financial markets want your dollars with no other consideration. In every other financial product, you provide 100% of capital but return 100% of risk. What IBC does is take advantage of the numerous living benefits preferential tax treatment, community-based simple interest lending, guarantee of principal, etc., while transferring risk and providing a tax-free estate for your heirs. It is generational wealth that keeps resources in your community. I like everything that that sounds. I just don't understand it. Uh, I'm trying, I will keep attempting to understand it, but I'm not going to just get carried away on something because you say all the things that I like. Um, all right, but I will, I will honor it. To start with death benefit, I now consider it my moral obligation to my wife and daughter that if I level up early, they are provided with the entirety of what my income producing years would have provided for them. The insurance company puts a number on that and caps your insurability. I can't believe I was content with the Navy's 400k term insurance for a decade, thinking that was sufficient. Now if I pass my wife 
gets the value I would have created if I had worked till 65. Okay, I'm not doing life insurance. Moving on. For the living benefits, they are too lengthy to discuss full in here. I'll just give people your contact info in case anybody wants to uh, to learn about it. I just uh, off stream. Uh, uh, cool. His name is Stasi Bear, S-T-A-Z-I. Thank you for everything, Big Bear. I owe you more than I can pay away. Even beyond my Navy gay, the courage to never back down against insane pressure from the Navy, as well as the urging to stop shooting blanks and start creating actual wealth with my ween, to uh, having the faith with my path is going to work out. You're a legend, my bigger. Okay, this guy sounds great. I, I mean, I'm a little, I don't know, though. I mean, these are, these are I love hearing shit like this. All right, no get-rich scheme or magical pill. It's a contract-based financial tool. Okay, so I will look more into this now because if it is a way to keep wealth in your family, that sounds awesome. I'm not trying to... Uh, I'm not trying to demean this guy at all. Like, he sounds fucking great. I just... I've made a rule for myself that I will always stick with now that I don't promote financial, like things unless I know someone fucking personally. Okay. So if anybody wants to find him, uh, he's Stasi bear. I'm guessing he's on the app. If they want to talk more about it. Uh, I just always, uh, I always, uh, promote caution, especially if it sounds too good to be true. I hope that felt fair for everyone involved. Okay. Did I get, what else do I got here? Mr. Manic Bear. Let's move on. If that's okay with that. What's up, Bear? He's buttering you up. This feels like an insurance salesman. Yeah, he probably is. But I mean, that doesn't mean it's bad. If you're selling something good, it doesn't. Just doing sales isn't a bad thing. But I, you know. Oh, that's my uncle. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, did I already read this one? Oh, yeah. I don't sell insurance because I think most of it's crap. I don't like, I think insurance is uh, based on fear. But I get it. I have, I have house insurance and various things. But uh, I feel like a lot of times when you're selling insurance, you have to like make people afraid about all the bad things that can happen. And then you sell the insurance. And I never really liked that very much. But that's just me. I'm like extremely heterosexual. So when people are like running around like Goose and Maverick with a with a big stick between their legs. I know it's a different world. All right. Dear Big Bear, I'm writing this because it's healthy and I've got to use up postage stamps that were wildly expensive. <laughs> I've got some gravy and sharing some of this may be helpful to both bears and all listeners i work at a golf club in the hamptons it's an absolute breathtaking property and when i'm on the grounds it is heavenly i'm a caddy for jays and work with a lot of bees your insight on behavioral patterns and tendencies have heightened my own pattern recognition to a godly level to be a caddy at a J club your rhetoric has to be confident and sharp I enjoy what I do and I enjoy where I am. On rides home from where I frequent amazing farm stands, 
While we are uncertain about what is to come in Clown World, we can always remain beautiful at heart with our families, with our communities, and peacefully. Yeah, Long Island has some great spots. You know, it's not, New York isn't just fucked. Oh, dude, a lot of Long Island is like super rural. You go to uh, Suffolk County, it's, uh, it's beautiful, man. Beautiful. All right. Anyway, what's the gravy here? Of course, growing my own food would cut costs, but it isn't where I am on the journey. Oh, that's fine. You know, if you're making a lot of J money caddying and you can just buy shit at farm stands, go for it. All right. I'm thankful to have discovered you on authorized.tv, Vox and the Bears and the uh, true and beautiful path onward to castles and airships. Delta Nine Bear. Yeah, Delta Nine Bear. I thought you had gravy about the Jays at the Hamptons. Now, now, my the rhetoric, the, the discussions of J and B behavior is legitimately helpful. <laughs> Some people don't know that. They're like, oh, sounds like somebody is being full of hate. Meanwhile, someone's like, I took your advice and now I'm like super rich and all the Jews love me. fucking hilarious Long Island is awesome Montauk has great serving yeah I've really enjoyed a lot of elements of Long Island like the NASA can be tedious but uh I'm a fan of uh the Hamptons are, are fucking beautiful there's legitimate castles there Thorn91 again. I was scrolling super far down on your live stream on UATV. I often do this to avoid watching fags like Sticks and Hammer 911. I came across an old episode called Some Questions for NASA, Tea Talk, and the Future of Comedy. In this randomly picked years old episode, you mentioned some fag named Kip Thorne, theoretically, theoretical physicist, expert in pornography, and probably a Kabbalah guy. I'm paying the gay away for sharing a name with that nigger. Jesse Thorne was bad enough. Shaking my head. Cod's tip incoming on payday. Sincerely, Thorn91, not Kip Thorne. Hilarious. Yeah, Kip Thorne did the uh, the physics consulting on that movie with Matthew or Matthew McConaughey in it about space, Interstellar. And I interviewed him. And at the time, I was really excited to interview him on my physics prop podcast years and years and years ago. And looking back, he like had this horrible speech impediment and said a bunch of total nonsense. I was just really excited to talk to great men. Turns out he's just uh, real tricky, real tricky. I'm not, I'm not even going to talk shit. He never did anything to me. Nothing like that. Just like, so there's a planet where the gravitational forces make thousand foot waves. You sure, you sure we can't work on our speaking ability? And stop wearing Hawaiian shirts. North Shore NASA is pretty cool. South Shore is where the dirty white trash like me come from. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of my friends at SUNY Plattsburgh were from the dirty trash part of uh, Long Island. I put a lot of lacrosse with those guys. All right. Good morning, OB. It's the start of our three-day break, allegedly, and I figured what better time to write our first letter than now. I could open this up with a bunch of gamma red flags about how much of an inspiration you are helping me start and grow my family. Get chickens, plant my food, get out of debt, more closely connect to God. That's not a gamma red flag at all. The gamma red flag is like, I feel like they'll, they'll say shit like that and be like, I feel like I'm the only one who really knows you. 
and here's 15 pages about what the social sexual hierarchy really is. And this is, and I've designed an entire female sexual hierarchy. How come no one pointed out with easy they walked on the planet with that level of gravity they'd struggle to go 10 feet? Because they're not based in reality, Coddington. Uh, however, I truly want to thank you for your transparency and most of all, consistency. It's easy to do something for a couple days or a week or even a month, but can you do it for six months or a year or five years? That's where the character is shown. I wanted to take a step back to 2021 when I was five years into a career in the Navy, joining straight out of high school and the vax threats were at an all-time high. Through your stream and bear letters, I was able to have the courage to do what so little in the military were able to do, and that was draw a line. That's our second Navy guy today. That's awesome. Standing for what I believed in. And it's a great time to not be in the military, by the way. I would constantly hear you talk about people who lost their jobs going to find better ones and even making more money. And during the first time, just thinking to myself, must be fucking nice. Fast forward to fall of 2022 when I got honorably discharged for the VAX and started my career as a plumber. The synchronicities are off the charts today. I'm almost seven months in and almost four months of being on the road by myself as a service plumber. I'm fucking crushing it and making more already now than I was six years into a prior career. Yeah, absolutely. Looking back, and you might also not die in a world war. <laughs> or, try, or get taken the ass. Looking back now at just how accurate you were shouldn't be shocking to anyone. Your 9-11 batting average is absurd. Praise be to God, we truly have nothing to worry about in this realm. I'll be donating to the Ozark campground here soon, but for now, here's a tip for the years of comedy and gravy, and my request to be verified is residential plumber bear. Welcome. No one is having more fun than us. That's exactly the right attitude. Because the the people that actually do the jobs, you know, like the the, the plumbers, the carpenters, the construction guys, if you have the right attitude where you are grateful and thankful for the systems that provide the work and the people that teach you or keep your spirits high or offer you free advice, you're all set, dude. And in this world, you're rewarded for bravery and doing the right thing, even if it takes a little time. So I'm very happy for you. And, you know, meanwhile, Sir Crushing would be like, I've been a plumber for two days. I offered to suck someone's dick and they said no. <laughs> and now they're coming at my wife. <laughs> I think it's so fucking funny. <laughs> you're coming at Christ and you're coming at my wife. Uh, they always do the same thing. Always. And it's always just to justify their horrible, horrible behavior. Okay, hello Big Bear, longtime listener and new unauthorized.tv subscriber. You are a great inspiration to me to think for myself. There are many synchronicities in my life and quite a few with your streams. My favorite is when my older son flew to California to meet a girl. He drove home from being there with her and her belongings. Her name is Trinity and she drives a Miata. We love her anyway, she's great. I grew up in a valley in the southeast Minnesota with my mom's whole family where the boomers still live. It was a great childhood with all of my cousins. Family is certainly wealth. My dad just passed away. He was 88. My mom is 71. He adopted me when I was three because my biological dad ran off when my mom got pregnant. Nope, he is not black. I'm 45 and went to Catholic school, so I'm going to use the 
Words gay and retarded until I die. I appreciate your use of all these words. My name is Amy, but would like to be verified as Pines in the Valley Bear. Thank you for all you do. Welcome, Pines in the Valley Bear. And it's funny, like just being, you know, the love of my life is named Amy. So now I just love that name. Every time I just see or think of the name Amy, it makes me happy. It's just such a great name. Not black. Okay, go on. Yeah. Pines in the Valley Bear. Pines in the Valley Bear gets it. Everyone's getting it. Everyone's crushing, except Sir Crushington. Okay, picture of me and my friend workout partner from Serbia. Um, nice. <laughs> Thanks. I'll just do a couple more uh, letters and then we'll call it a day. I'm doing that Tower Gang thing today. Big Bear. First, let me say what a fan I am of what you have been doing for the last five years. I've been keeping up with you since you called out the trans child abuse stuff when you were still in L.A. Secondly, I'll address the fact that this letter is going to be sent from a federal prison. I was one of the many people in D.C. on January 6th and joined in the chaos. I remember watching your live stream leading up to January 6th, warning us not to go, but I was dead set on going. Live and learn, I guess. Ha ha. My name is Charles Bradford Smith. 20, that's my son's name's Charles Smith. Great name. Um, 26 years old. At the moment, I am from Amish country, Pennsylvania. Right now, I'm in Elkton Federal Prison in Ohio. I'm very lucky because it is a low-security prison. Crazy things still happen here, but it's not an everyday thing. I'm pretty good at getting along with people and have no problems with everyone, even in the cartel gang. Most of the Mexicans just want to play stereotypical Mexican music, and sell the spicy food they make. <laughs> totally. All of the Romanians are here for internet fraud. And speaking of Romania, it looks like you were still batting a thousand. I saw Andrew Tate was arrested a while back. Yeah, and just to update that, I was right about all that. I'm right. I, I would like to see him publicly condemn his behavior, but he has improved, Andrew Tate. And I'm not um a judge for life kind of guy. I'm still going to, the Tate scale is still how gay you are, but I, I actively see him on Twitter telling young men to do good things. So anyway, let's keep reading. Federal prison is such a weird place because of how international it is. And also some of the interesting people you meet. Oh yeah. If you get the right prison, I'm not recommending people go to prison. But if you have the right attitude, you can get in great shape and meet a lot of really interesting guys. I get along and hang out with this Muslim man from Palestine, and we talk a lot of gravy. I'm so glad you broke the Islam spell for me years back. The Muslim man, a.k.a. Holy Moly, as we call him, introduced me to a very interesting guy named Randall Keith Bean. I believe this Bean guy has been talked about on Crow Triple Seven. This man is the poster child for sovereign citizen movement and the common law stuff. Bean is a crazy genius, but he messed with the most powerful people in the world and got 13 years for it. Yeah, so did Vox's dad. That's why, although there is gravy in the tax codes and sovereignty and all that, my recommendation, just like my recommendation was to not go to January 6th, is to not fuck around with any of that. Just, just approach the government, like the IRS and all that, as a, as a re somewhat reasonable but corrupt gang. And just use the system for your benefit and don't openly challenge them, especially not publicly. And, uh, yeah, and crush. 
like for example, you know, my farm LLC and all that stuff, my ag exemptions for property tax, just play their game and don't, you know, act like you're a king. Granted, I was talking to Vox about this where he's like, you know what? My dad was probably right. For those of you that don't know, Vox's dad was a mega, mega wealthy software engineer type business owner. And he went the full route of like, you know, full Christian biblical based arguments about how the government has no right to tax your income. And he fought them for years successfully until they got him. And they put him in prison for 12 years and now he's out and crushing and everything. And he, and he learned a lot in prison, kind of like this guy, you know, he didn't get to spare. He ended up becoming friends with the warden. He got a bunch of people's sentences reduced. It's like a Hollywood movie. And, uh, and then he got a job working for like UPS and it was just great attitude. And that's the way to live life. Those are like the, the good souls in my opinion. But I just don't recommend proudly fighting the tax system or any aspect of the system unless unless they're trying to make you do something that goes against your morality. Paying a gang money is not, you know, it's not, it's always a percentage. So they're never going to impoverish you. It's always a percentage, which is always going to happen on some level. If they're trying to make, if they're trying to take your children from you or make you take a vaccine or make you do something that puts your life or your liberty in jeopardy, fight by any means you can. But they're not. And let's just be honest, the government is not doing that. It's not. The, the, the stress, the pressure is going to come from the private. It's going to come from commercial corporations. Uh, Vox's dad did nothing wrong. Yeah, Vox's dad technically didn't. He wasn't wrong, but the thing in my opinion, again, I'm just giving my opinion that he was wrong about, or not even wrong. I mean, his life is exactly the way it's supposed to happen. I actually believe in a form of destiny and you can, your, your life is the way it's going to happen and how in your free will determines if it's going to be beautiful or ugly. Okay. But the thing I, if I was going to assess it and say what he was wrong about based on my life and my worldview is that he was wrong in identifying what the government is. It's not a chess opponent. It's a gang. It's a cartel. And when you're dealing with force, you're not, it's so like, let's say a, a, a genius, like Vox's dad's like a bit of a genius, very successful moral guy, but he loves his games and his puzzles and his, and his chess matches. And so let's say you figure out how to win, but the other guy has a gun and he's not really playing chess. He's just occupying your time because he's a cartel. That's what the government actually is. And you might think that I'm saying to fight the government because it's a cartel. I'm not. They're just being another cartel like that entire world is to govern the fallen. And unless everyone is 100 percent moral, they're doing everything perfectly and everything according to God's law, you're always going to have a government because they govern the people that want to act like animals. They're the farmers of man. Yeah, you only win by not playing. Yeah, and that doesn't mean not to learn the law, not to learn the lo Dude, local county municipalities. Fight as much as you want with that. But, you know, don't fight in a way that could ever get you incarcerated. But if you're dealing with the federal government, you're dealing with a, a dangerous group of people and they don't want to put you in prison. They don't want to have to feed you, you know, but focus on your family. Focus on what you can do as a free man. 
This is a fascinating letter, and I'm really glad you sent it to me. Now I know why you sent me this, because you're not a height supremacist. Dude, look at you, Crusher. You and your buddy working out. Nice. I really miss watching your live streams and listening to Crow Triple Seven, but hanging out with Holy Moly and Bean keep me from going. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, 13 years for it. Oh, you're with them. You're with the guy. Nice. Going into gravy withdrawals. Oh, yeah. If you're hanging out with a sovereign citizen and a Palestinian Muslim in prison, you don't need my live stream. You're you're getting gravy. <laughs> okay. So far, I've been down uh, seven months, and God willing, I should be out next spring, 2024. I was given 41 months, three and a half years, but with good time, programs, FSA, and halfway house, I should do 18 months. Good for you. And you learned a very valuable lesson. And the people that won't learn the lesson, this guy, you can tell, prison was good for him. He learned. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You know? And it's not that, like, you just got a great education about how the criminal underworld works, all this gravy, you're going to get in awesome shape, and you're going to learn a lot about life for 18 months of your life. That's more than, you, like, dude, whole deployments are 18 months, and what do you do? You just mop the poop deck and get fucked in the ass. That's what the Navy's doing. So I'm happy for you, man. That's about all I got for now because I'm trying to keep it short. No, you get to write long letters. I'll write more letters in the future, going into more detail about the last crazy few years I've had. Thank you so much for the example you set for young men everywhere and all the amazing gravy-filled live streams over the years. Keep on crushing. Much love to you and your family and all the bears. God bless. Charles. Yeah, and you're exactly the type of guy I'd love to help when you get out. You know, hard worker, great attitude. Uh, you know, your record wouldn't matter if we were like doing a project or something and your record is obviously understandable. You never raped anyone or like want to steal. You thought your country was in danger. You wanted to squirt, you know? And so you're exactly the type of guy that's going to potentially have an epic redemption arc, especially now don't let this go to your head, Charles. But I think we can all see the writing on the wall. The pendulum is shifting. You may be treated as a hero for your incarceration in the future. Don't let that pride go to your head like Nelson Mandela or something. Because as YouTube's lifting the policy on election fall, blah, 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 the devil absolutely may pump you filled with pride because of your incarceration. That you are fighting the deep state for America. Don't fall for that either. You want to talk about time travel, motherfucker? You might be in federal prison right now with some Romanians that do internet porn, okay? And you might feel a little low and, oh, how dare you. In 10 years, you may be offered serious praise for what you're doing right now. It's all the same, it's all the same pattern. Whether or not you're getting, like, the pit or the pen, uh, pedestal, Watch for the battery, dude, because they might say, oh, you did your time because you were fighting for freedom. Now, you go out there, you're going to be governor. I can totally see this. He's kind of a hero in some ways. No, he's not, Epstein. Want to know what makes him a hero? That he has a great attitude in prison. Going to January 6th does not make you a fucking hero. It makes you an idiot. Okay? I said that before, and I'll say it again, and it always will. What makes him a hero is his good attitude in prison. 
that he's seeing it as a good experience. He learned from his mistakes, blah, blah, blah. I can add BB steps ahead. Oh, I'm way steps ahead. Guys, I'm crowdfunding land in the Ozarks. <laughs> like, I'm not going to make any claims, but you know how they say 4D chess and all that? I'm playing deep chess, okay? They, there will potentially, one of the seriously probable outcomes is that all of the January 6th prisonees will be martyrs. They may offer you a governor run. And your serving in the prison system may be seen as, uh, you know, you're now a victim. Don't take the don't take the carrot. It's going to be the same fucking thing again. They're going to make you want to act like you are a political victim when really you made a mistake. Never forget that you did make a mistake going to that. Because then what they'll do is they'll pump someone like you up, give you power, like you know Nelson Mandela used to set people on fire. He, he deserved to be in prison. Apartheid was good for South Africa. Okay? That's the truth. You know? <laughs> so it's like they could pump you up and then use you as a, a Hunger Games type uh, face to get young men to go to war. Okay? Planted bombs too. Yeah. Nelson Mandela was a career criminal. And apartheid kept the, the nation rich. Way more suffering now without apartheid. Granted, you can make an argument that the Boers have no business being there. But they're there, and they're responsible for all the farming. And, you know, the idea of a separated society is... Israel's doing it right now. Prison is apartheid. Putting someone in prison is an apartheid state. Now, you can make an argument that, you know, again, these are not simple... Um, these are not simple arguments, but South Africa's wealth and prosperity collapsed with the end of apartheid for the people that were separated. I'm not talking about the white farmers. I'm talking about the people whose livelihoods, I guarantee you there's a large population of black South Africans that miss apartheid. Yeah. Israel's an apartheid state, Pakistan, India. There's a lot of places that are apartheid states. And you don't know the ins and outs of that society. Americans can be so fucking arrogant and be like, no, everyone needs to come together and squirt. You don't know what that means. This is the, this is the truth of South Africa. And out of Antistic will back me up. And then I'll read the last thing. The black population of Africa would be 120th that it is right now if it wasn't for European farming techniques. So now you have this population that would not exist without the European farming techniques, the boars, okay? This is why it's so confusing and hard to figure out. Because, facts, yeah, if right now it was that apartheid state kept this large population alive, it's dude, it's similar in America, unfortunately. If we didn't have Monsanto and the Federal Reserve, 90% of the population would be dead in a month. Sorry, that's the fucking truth. Our population, our dependent population, resides on these things that everyone's throwing rocks at. Now, are they somewhat evil? Is apartheid somewhat evil? Yes. Is Monsanto and the Federal Reserve somewhat evil, somewhat deceptive? Yes. Would 90% of the population die if you stopped it? Yes. If the Boers gave back their land, that population 
would not be alive without those farming techniques. So you, you right the wrong and then watch as everyone dies, which could be the purpose of Nelson Mandela. Because you have to understand that the, the people, the WEF grabbers that run the, that quote unquote run the world is, uh, are, they're population reductionists. They're Malthusians. They want everyone to die pretty much. They don't want, they want, you know, they're like Cartman at that episode where he bought that water park just so he could go on all the rides. <laughs> so what if that's the whole point where apartheid was keeping too many, no offense, niggers alive. They had Bantu states. They still wanted to live near cities where they ran everything. Exactly. So why would the Malthusians give it to it out of autistic? Let's, let's go way, let's go way into the future here. Let's, let's think into, let's assume that these realms are very forethinking, like very, they have foresight. Like I obviously have, why do it in two generations? They all might be dead. You know, because they had their own places. Like the same thing with uh, the 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 Deep South during Jim Crow. They act like blacks weren't allowed to have their own shit. They actually had a better life. They had uh, lower divorce rates, no abortion, higher wealth. Their wealth was skyrocketing since the 30s. They could build their own schools, build their own businesses, no problem. There was just a separation of races. Now. Imagine if you wanted to collapse the world population, what would you do? You'd, you'd, you'd mix it all together. So then you have this highly dependent class and the blacks in the deep South used to be less dependent. They were farmers. And now you make them like city niggers. Like, think about it. Think about what that does long-term. So now you have, so South African boars who are actually quite nice people. Typically now philosophically apartheid, you know, you could say, oh, someone's born this way. That's their native land. The conquerors came in. They're not allowing them to live in these areas, blah, 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 blah. Great. Okay. There is an argument for that. That being said, the law of conquest was followed by the tribes in South Africa. You don't think they conquered each other over the years and took land? That's what they do. That's what tribes do. Now, they always kept their population small so that they wouldn't have that many wars. A lot of times... Uh, a lot of times tribal setups are not that warring. You know, it's it's easy to say, oh, the American Indians were always at war. You know, it's uh, it's it's liberal white guilt to say that we brought the war. They weren't at war that much. They would do tribal war. That's where lacrosse actually came from. But the reason is because they had lower populations. Lower populations are way less likely to go to war than urban type sprawl populations. Proximity plus diversity equals war. So if you have 15 million total people in an area the size of America, you're really not going to get a ton of war. And that's what kind of managed the tribes that were highly nationalistic, very violent in South Africa was their extremely low population. So you might go to war, 20 guys die over rights to a water spring or like hunting rights in the spring with the Cape Buffalo. Like, 30 guys die, you know, like old wars weren't super bloody. Now with European farming techniques, the amount of population growth is exponential. And so now you have all these blacks in South Africa that would not exist without the conquerors. And now you have this satanic battery 
that really is almost unfixable unless you just live a really good life. You have to just live a highly moral life and have great morality and crush, and that's the only way out. Because some of these macro systems are, a, there's kind of like no way out. Because you have this massive population that got victim consciousness because of Nelson Mandela and all these fuckers. And so they want free shit in the cities. They produce nothing, and they're highly volatile. And they think that the Boers wronged them. Okay, and so they're violent, dependent, ignorant, a lot of them. Okay, um, we didn't have Planned Parenthood for them. Yeah, exactly. Like America uh, has prisons or apartheid and abortion. And that's how America deals with its black population is the right to choose and, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> it's all quite cynical, but it is what it is. Okay, moving on. Yeah, being grateful is key because you're not going to fix these systems. You, get, you have... You have this giant population that literally wouldn't exist without the farmers who are a perceived colonizer. Round and round we go. And so if you get in that loop and you like highly identify as boar, highly identify as like black, you know, whatever, it's like pit pendulum. That's the, to conclude, the reason I'm, and I'll just end on this. I will, uh, I've done enough letters today. I've done a long stream. I got to help out the wife. <clears throat> Thanks for all the super chats. Very generous. Um, to conclude, the point I was trying to make about our new friend in prison, uh, Charles Smith, is the battery that's being formed is all has to do with victim consciousness. <laughs> okay? So whether or not, so in the future, they're going to pump them. Just like Nelson Mandela was once like this violent piece of shit. And South Africa was like, yeah, put him away. And everyone's like, yeah, what a fucking... And so then he's sitting in prison and all that. And then they start pumping him up. They give him the Nobel Peace Prize. They have him played by Matt Damon or something. You know, the ego, pump, pump, up. And they use him to do more evil. The reality is Nelson Mandela shouldn't have done bombings or any of that shit. He just should have been a productive slave. If that's what he perceived himself as. I mean, and oh, how dare you? That's a racist. We're all in that category. If you pay land tax in America, you're an indentured servant. I pay land tax. Sorry, my super chat grossed you out. No, it's just prolapsed anuses, cactus bear, cactus eater bear. If a prolapsed anus comment doesn't gross you out, you're gay. And not only are you gay, you're disgusting. Okay, so the point I was trying to make is the January 6th thing is very recent. And my whole point is stay the fuck out of their batteries. Pit and pendulum. Are we the, the conquering muzzy Turks or the poor Armenians that just want to get hairy and count our money? Okay? If you have victim consciousness, you lose no matter what. And the devil will pump you filled with pride and squirt you all over good people's worlds. And so as our friend gets out of prison, I bet, I mean, he's, I'll show you his picture. He probably won't give a shit. I'll cover this. So that guy could be governor, right? Hang on. He goes, picture of me and my friend workout partner from Serbia. He's a great guy, even though he's short. I'm trying to keep my height supremacy in check. That guy, 18 months working out, uh, political imprisonment, that motherfucker could be governor. You don't believe me? You think, oh, I can't get a job at Chick-fil-A because I'm a felon. You don't know real history, motherfucker. That battery could flip completely in five years. 
And that's when you got to really keep your motherfucking morality. All right? Because they're going to want you to squirt all over the population, probably trying to get you to do a war. Oh, listen to this political prisoner. When the, when the Jew put him away, they're going to want to kill all the Jews again. I mean, not, not really, but they're going to want to take away private banking or any of that stuff. Watch out for it. It's already flipping. Yeah. So my recommendation, and then I'll land the plane with some super chats if we have any, is learn from your – because, dude, those guys don't have good lives. You think one-eyed McCain is having a fun life? Where they pump him full of pride because he was a Navy SEAL and all that. Cheats on his wife, no kids, miserable, everyone hates him, always hiding. I know people that know that guy. don't even remember his fucking name. You don't want to be the, 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 the idol to the beast. I promise. Because right now you'd be like, oh, fuck you, Big Bear. Just let Charles Smith become governor of Pennsylvania, Amish country. <laughs> okay? Uh, look at what they do already to the guys. Like, you put the Navy SEAL in filth. You send him to Fallujah. He's watched his friends getting their heads blown off. Then you pump him full of pride. You know, you let him be senator. And their life sucks. Yeah, dude is in hell. Yeah. My recommendation to Charles Smith is when you get out, work hard, get a family, um, learn from your mistakes. It sounds like you already have, you know, make all those friends in prison. A lot of those guys that are interesting as fuck, because it sounds like you're not in like a super scummy prison. Like there are some prisons like Rikers and places like that where that's where they put the animals. Like these are people that probably should just be executed. A lot of them where they've raped or murdered or. You know, they uh, are like really vile, vicious, animalistic men. Then you got your scammers. A lot of times those guys, and I'm not justifying it, white-collar crime is still really hurts a tremendous amount of people. But a lot of those guys, or you're in a gang, or you're like running numbers, or you're like doing something, a lot of them are very high IQ, very low morality people. But morality can be taught and learned, especially in prison, if you do it right. Uh, so it sounds like you're getting a great education in a somewhat reasonable federal penitentiary and, you know, make, make friends, keep in touch with these guys, keep working out, keep learning, keep ladling the gravy. I hear you BB, but despite failing to recognize January 6th as a PSYOP is not being willing to stand up against something like the concept of collapsing institutions worthwhile. No, because that's what we do every day. What possibly would that benefit? So let's say you go there and you're like, yeah, fuck you, Pelosi. And then Trump is elected president again. Would that help any aspect of your life at all? No, that would collapse even more institutions. Guys, trust me on this one. There's n you can't run for president as a libertarian. It's a contradiction. You can't bomb someone into democracy. You can't rape someone into consent. These are fundamental paradoxes. It's not even up for debate. If you go to the Capitol to beg the Capitol to not be a corrupt government, you've already lost in the action that you're doing. You're living a contradiction in their realm with all the cameras rolling, and now you're part of their puppet show. You've just increased their victim consciousness. I promise they're defined by victim consciousness. Of course, it's a psyop, but it's like they wanted more destruction. They want someone to like kill Nancy Pelosi. They didn't get it. And that's why it's not working as well as they thought. They want you to strike them down. It's like the fucking emperor from Star Wars. I'm telling you, dude, 
it was a mistake on all levels because you're appealing to Donald Trump, who is the swamp. And I know that bothers. Yeah, look at Biden. They're the same beast. Trump can negotiate better internationally, which might make him even worse and more fucked up. People talk about Hunter Biden. Look at Trump's family made like $100 million while he was in office. That's your nation's wealth. No problem with that at all, huh? Why, because he didn't smoke crack in a bathtub and put it on the internet? You don't think Trump's kids were like pumped, filled with this like bullshit, corrupt money based on daddy? Hundreds of millions of dollars. Putting them on boards and getting them. That's your fucking nation's wealth. Yeah, Trump's son is fucking Governor Newsom's sloppy seconds. Trump always liked Newsom, liked Maxwell, liked Epstein, openly. Yeah, Ivanka produced voting machines. Trump was the father of the vaccine, got paid by Johnson Johnson. I'm not attacking. I'm telling you, it's the same thing. If you're like, don't beat me with a chain, beat me with a bat. The way through this is you build from the ground up. And the reason people attack people like me is because they're lazy. Because they know it's the truth. Like everything I just said is fun, obviously true. If you're grateful and you don't have victim consciousness and you do hard work and sometimes you're not even compensated, but you do the work. Like what I did in Hollywood with uh, stand up. People want to pretend that I went to Hollywood and got all this money because I sold my soul. Bullshit. I never sold shit. I did stand-up comedy for free from at comedy clubs and open mics and all this shit. Shot all these, like the the sketch that Adam Sandler saw, the fanny pack music video. Not I, I shot myself with all my friends for no money. Everything we did was free. We did it because we loved it. You know, we taught ourselves how to shoot. We taught ourselves. It's just like what we're doing with the cordwood cabins. We, we You don't just sell your soul. You go out there and you work your ass off. I'm doing stand-up every night. I never was like Sir Crushington fuckface who was like, I just did an eight-minute set and got a standing ovation right after Seinfeld. I used to do that when I was 25, 24 years old. I'd go up after Chris Rock and do better and get paid nothing and have a bar tab. And you know what I was? Grateful that I had the opportunity. Grateful that I could interact with the people where we could make our own sketches, get it in front of Adam Sandler and have him put me in house bonnie where I made three grand. Okay. That's how it actually worked. My skill got so good that I could then start touring. That came from thousands of hours of me just doing it. Cause I loved it. I wasn't owed shit. And so that level of gratitude, that's how you do it. You're grateful. You work hard. You have high morality. No one owes you anything. What the Muzzies did to the Armenians a hundred years ago in some desert, you don't even know. Someone told you that and it justified your laziness. Okay? You pick teams and say, oh, Hunter Biden, crackhead, blah, blah. But you don't look at Ivanka Trump. You don't look at Trump Jr. and how much money they made while daddy was in office. No, you don't care. You just want to rage against the machine and hit a button and have everything turn back. Well, you got to put in the work, bitch. You got to do it. You need blessings from God that comes from your heart. And it's, it's a lot easier to think you can just yell at a government building and have everything turn around. And Charles Smith in federal penitentiary knows that he made a mistake. He's going to serve his time. You know, now do I think it's fair that 
he's in jail for 18 months and a pedophile walks free? Of course not. Of course I don't think that's fair. Those are all straw men. Oh, so you think, no, but it is fair to be taught a very, very valuable lesson. Vox's dad, did he deserve to do 12 years while a rapist gets a slap on the wrist? Yes. Does it, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but like, yeah, it's fair. Everything's fair in this world. Everything's fucking fair. Of course, I would put a bullet in every rapist's head. I'd do it myself if I was, uh, if that was the legal law of the land. If I was the king and I dictated that the penalty for rape, um, aggravated sodomy, pedophilia was death, murder was death, I would do it myself. I'm not soft on crime, but I know how to win. Now, don't ever do that yourself because that's not the law. You follow the law. And in this world of these collapsed laws, we have to do it ground up. We do it with our demographics, by being good dads, by speaking the truth, working hard, having gratitude, no victim consciousness. Okay? And don't sit around fantasizing about shooting rapists either. That's not going to help you. Oh, why does he? But now, oh yeah, the world doesn't appear fair, but it's all fair. Why was I kicked off uh, my college tour? I was making between $7,500 and $15,000 a night for one hour, and then I'm making $20 an hour for telling the truth about trans kids. It did not appear fair, did it? Now, six years later, does it appear fair? Oh yeah, it's fair, buddy. I can make a better living at home with my kids in heaven. Would that have come to me if I wasn't forcibly? At the time, it appeared very, very unfair. But you want to know what made it fair? My gratitude. I accepted what God gave me. I didn't realize it was God at the time. But I accepted that you don't get to tour anymore. You don't get an agent. You don't get pats on the head from Joe Rogan anymore. You don't get the fancy, shiny people to say you're a genius anymore. You got to go do manual labor in the woods of the Adirondack Mountains with your brother and learn with this fucking vet who's going to OD on fentanyl in a month. Okay? And I could have sat there and said, oh, it's so unfair. I did not. I accepted my... I occasionally would battle victim consciousness, but I overall I accepted my lot in life, had gratitude for every day, had tons of kids, made friends along the way. And guys, I can make more than that now doing live streams from home. I don't have to go to Yukon and look at the dead eyes of these Adderall addicts as I do jokes and they're like, uh, does daddy love me? I, dude, not only is it fair, that's why I'm telling this to this guy, because his letter screams governor to me. You know, I can spot winners. I could have been an agent. I really could have. I can spot the horse that's going to win. The fact he's like, yeah, I'm meeting all these guys. There's gravy. I'm doing, I'm working. I'm like, this nigger's going to get juice from this. If you're grateful to God and you learn your lesson in federal penitentiary, you're going to get a wave. And now that wave could either be positive or satanic. So the positive, his life could, the fruit, because he's been pruned. Like his deviation from the path is completely understandable. That's why I was going nuts about January 6th. I don't go nuts on not raping people. If that's even on your bingo card, I don't feel any desire to, like that's obvious. I was going nuts because I knew good people that would go down the path of January 6th. It's completely understandable how someone could fall for that. Okay? So he's being really punished for something that's way, way, way more understandable 
than all this shit that you get a pat on the head for by the justice system. Now, the average man would look at that as unfair, a fallen world. Oh, oh no, not me. I see that as energy jetting into the roots of a fruit plant. Okay? And when that shit pops, it's going to pop. And that's why if I was to give that man advice right now, it would be watch for when you're presented by the same system that kicked you out with incredible opportunities. And the only payment you have to give back is that you're a victim. You're a martyr. That's what the conservatives try to do with me. Dennis Prager offered me Candace Owens' job before Candace Owens existed. True story. Cod can back it up. They asked me my price, whatever I wanted, to have a TV show on PragerU, hand to God. I was supposed to be that person. All I had to do was be a victim. Did it appear that I was a victim? Now, we never had that conversation. But in my life, the conservative ink gives you all these offers. Like the, That's why Alex Stein disgusted me so much, because all of his stuff is victim consciousness now. You don't think I got those type of offers from Crowder and Blaze and all that. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're the hero now. You're the martyr. You're going at the left. You're going at Hollywood. All we need from you is victim consciousness. The Jew is a victim. The Muslim is the tyrant. You're a victim. Hollywood victimized you. White men are victimized. Affirmative action, all that shit. You know? Yep, ready to build BB set and everything. They literally sat me in a hand to God. They sat me in a conference room with a guy and said, how much will it take? And I was like, I don't know. I was very uncomfortable. I wasn't like mad at them. I liked them at the time. I was like, I don't know. They're just like, name it just name it. And I didn't give a number. I was just like, I, but I was like, they're like, we'll build you a set in your home. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Because the whole thing is the battery. Okay. The left. You're the martyr. Now here's the right. Here's all the money. But, but, but you got to be a victim. And I'm no victim. I'm a victor. I'm the bard king of Bertaria, the breaker of spells, the freer of bears. I ladle gravy. Okay. That's enough for me today. If they ever had cookies, no one would have ever known who Candace Owens was. I know. They might have been able to get me if they knew my real deep desires. They thought it would be money and praise. I don't give a fuck, guys. I appreciate the super chats. Pay me. I'm worth it. But I, I've never been tempted to sell out for money. It's been cookies. Like, imagine if they had plates and plates of fucking cookies. I would have been like, the Jew is the victim. I would have been lulled to sleep by a dragon. Okay, Kyneton, final super chats. How dare you? Unauthorized.tv, support what you like. If you want, if you think that it's worth it that I turned down all the offers, which I did, swear to God, fact, every single thing I just said is 100% accurate. I'm not playing the victim. I'm the victor. But support what you like. Uh, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Big super chat from Pickle Bear. I, I sleep like a log knowing I've paid my, dispensa- my dispensations against gayness on a weekly basis. It's getting very gay out there, but for every gay, there's at least two hills to grow on. Start locally with your heart, soul, and mind, and your house. Just think one man, one lifetime. It's a lot of time to experience. All the better without gay. That was beautiful, Pickle Bear. Savage Bear. Hey, BB, keep up the crush. Just want to shout out uh, 
Casabare to brighten her day when she listens. That's really sweet. I love that. I think I got that right. Yeah, I got some on my screen. Casabare. Casa means home. La casa, it's feminine. It's el apartamento because that's where the man goes when he is a bad boy. <laughs> Fire Bear paying gay away for helping hook up electrical to a hot tub for Terry and Gary. <laughs> Very well done. Guy and Ten, are we, uh, are we done now? Are we caught up? So if, if you guys want to subscribe, I'm on Rumble, Telegram. I almost said Tel Aviv. Rumble, Telegram, DLive. Owen Benjamin Comedy, uh, Odyssey, BitChute, that's been a, BitChute never let us down. BitChute's the, like never deplatformed us. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> this has been a, a blast. What if the Jews got, gave your stolen blue dino back they stole from the nig? They'd have to publicly apologize for all the sodomy and all the wars. All right, guys, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruiting, boy, guys.